Welcome to another episode of just nope, not just this. Uh, Pop salsa. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well into it. Uh, is this the first one of 2022? It is the first one of 2022. Nice. Last uh, couple weeks ago, we recorded a hot takes episode. Yeah. And uh, now it's what we're usually gonna do is a couple times a month, alternate. You know, once is gonna be the pop salsa normal episode, and then the the following weekend or whenever something comes out that we need a review, it's gonna be uh, the hot takes. Hot takes. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about this since we didn't really touch about this, touch on this uh, last time. How was uh, your New Year? It was good. Yeah, what'd you do? I actually went to family places. Really? Uh, my family's place. Your family's place? <laughs> yeah, my cousin's place, and we did fireworks. Uh, I've never done fireworks. Like, did, since I like, <laughs> since you packed them yourself? And no, what, no. Are you about? <laughs> what are you talking about here? I've never fired off fireworks before. Like, ever? Yeah. You call yourself American? <laughs> <laughs> Like I've seen it, but I've never been like I've held a uh, a boomstick. I don't know what it's called. A, a, a Roman candle. A Roman candle. Is that what it is? Boomstick. <laughs> boomstick. Go boom. Wow. <laughs> I fired like the little ones, and then there's one I had to hold with two hands, and that was really cool. Like where you don't have to like give me the exact geological, uh, like an hour away location, just it. in, in the desert area, no, oh, the mountains. And, uh, uh, an hour away from where I live. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Yeah, that a, a cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I have uh, some experience with fireworks in Mexico. Mm. Oh. You know, those motherfuckers don't give a oh, shit. Oh, gosh, yeah. We, um, we had, just buy like these little, we call them palomitas, but they're essentially like little M80s. Uh-huh. Just light them up and throw them and then explode. Yeah. We figured out that we could take out the gunpowder Oh, no. And then we stuffed, like, this metal rod. Uh-huh. We just stuffed them in there. It's essentially like a, a uh, like an old-time musket. Oh, my God. You... <laughs> and we were just shooting each other. You're making <laughs> improvised weaponry. And I wish I, w- I wish my family was a little more like that. Right? I, I, yeah. Or that or I like to shoot at people with Roman candles. Because that's one of my other things I want to do is, like, let's light them and have a fight. Like just Star Wars. Like that one meme of those those two skinny nerd LARPers. They're shooting fire right. uh, Roman candles at each other. One shoots them in the ball. And <laughs> crazy. Yes, I, w- I don't want to be that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so aside from fireworks, like you just hang out with family and stuff like ring, ring in the new year. Yeah. yeah That's that cool. pretty That's nice. Cool. How about you? I was high on mushrooms. No, how'd that go? <laughs> was that your first? Um, Not my first because I've done... Um, Microdosing, mm-hmm. so I've had like that sensation of like mm, nice, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first time in in a long time where I've had the actual uh, mushroom cap. Uh-huh. Um, the stem looked a little shady, so I didn't eat it. Uh-huh. But I ate the mushroom cap, and I was like legit worried because I've heard about people like having freak out, yeah, psychotic episodes on mushrooms and stuff like that. But I've done hallucinogenics in the past, so I was like, all right, you know, let's just do this, and it got me to the door of where I wanted to go. Really? Yeah, that's how Aww. I felt. It. I know. Yeah, you're like right there. Yeah, you just go I was in. Just like, I didn't even get to knock on it, and then I, I started to feel like the come down. Oh, I see. is it because of your tolerance? Is that, is that even mm. a thing when it comes to edible well, mushrooms? Is there even a tolerance? Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not not that too well versed in this the whole psychedelic uh, mm. aspect of of you know drugs, quote unquote. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it could be something also because it's only like two mushroom caps and I am a pretty big dude. So maybe yeah. I didn't eat enough to my body to weight ratio. <laughs> but, you know, I was talking to with our good friend Janet mm. and uh, I, I, I really want to experience what they call the, the superhero dose. Oh, 
Exactly. <laughs> it's a superhero dose. <laughs> Essentially, take like five grams, and you eat it, and then you just sit in, in a, a dark room alone, just just. That's just freaking uh, out. no, I I can't do that. No, no, I can't do that. Only thing I've done, I guess, up to the superhero was I did I did weed, but it was laced with like LSD. Whoa! Yeah, thank did you. you. Know? Thank you. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Sounds like fun. Yeah, so and then my cousins went to the the PCH, uh-huh. and then everything looked like a painting. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty mm-hmm. much yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's the, my my example. My well, my experience with LSD is it after like the 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 eagle break and all that shit. <laughs> it was like everything was like oh wavy it's and like colorful a, right? and nice and, and looking at a pedal and it's like oh, oh it's like greatness. whoa yeah. <laughs> right. so when it comes to superhero dose i feel like i have to see something i can't be in a dark room was it because just your mind just runs through with everything well, yeah that... the, the the i'm not too well like versed in on on that but like i've read some stuff about uh, terrence mckenna who's the guy who essentially coined that term mm-hmm. and it's essentially like a giant ego breaker Mm. Which is what what you're supposed to like destroy your ego and rebuild you from the from the ground up. Oh wow! And that's what I was wanting, you know. And it, it it's been proven in the past few years that um, psychedelics and it can help a person, you know, with depression, with anxiety, and stuff like that. Mm. And it's even it's even been proven that psilocybin can help uh, re reconstruct the brain synapses. Mm in a person with Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. So, like, there's a, a shit ton of research that's been, been been going on. And I'm... I don't have Alzheimer's. I hope I don't. Like, I could be talking to nobody. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, my God. Just, like, <laughs> just an empty seat. Like, no one's here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an audio a record of... Right. You're, you're actually here. But you yeah. see it, and it's like, yeah. we put it live. There's nothing. It's just... Oh, gosh, that's terrifying. Um... But yeah, like I have some issues that I, I would like to to get over that hump, mm. you know. Especially after my dad died, I, yeah. I, I wanted to trip just to see like what what am I gonna see? What am I going to encounter? Yeah, what can can I find that can help me? Yeah. So that was fun. Um, it didn't, like I said, didn't get me where I wanted to go, <laughs> but it was it was a fun experience and. Oh, uh, well, the, the, welcome back. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. The text bubbles on my phone they were like. Like trying to float away. Oh, it's like come <laughs> back here. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's and good thing you didn't have a, a reaction or a bad thing. No, yeah, that's 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 the good part, and I know that it's not for everybody. Yeah, you, especially if you're prone to or have some sort of uh, family history of uh, schizophrenia or stuff like that, then you know, be advised. Yeah, you don't take my my recommendation yeah. for it. But <laughs> it's always been something that as I've gotten older. And kind of done my own research because, like, as we're kids, our parents of are of that generation where every anything is bad. Right. You know, if it's been designated by the state that it's illegal, it's bad. <laughs> but once you get into the like the history and why it's been designated illegal and stuff like that, then you're like, is this really as bad as they as they as they say? Yeah. So has been like ever since then, I've been like exploring, tipping my toe in, and stuff yeah. like that. So to see. It's it's something that you have to at least try once, but it's because you get the opinion yourself exactly. rather than other people, right? You want to try everything. I'm not saying go out there and try like. Like oral sex and you or something like that, but <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> don't knock it to you. Try it. <laughs> it's within. It's something that you have to get your own experience from. Exactly, Other people yeah. can't consume it for you and tell you what it is. It's always different. With yeah, each person. yeah. Those. Um, I'm very. Uh, 
I got to do it myself or see it myself to to make my own opinion. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really do much. You know, ever since I got my own place, families, I go every once in a while. I I, I spent the morning of the the first with my mom. But um, yeah, I didn't really do much like family wise. Yeah, yeah, just, me either. Usually, it's just order Chinese food and just watch like a show or play a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a uh, but it's fun. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show. Let's talk about anything interesting that uh, have you been watching or experiencing playing. So I've been playing. Oh, I've been watching Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Book of yeah. Boba Fett, and I'm uh, not gonna spoil it here, but it's Book I mean, of Boba Fett. <laughs> it's a Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, well, I I made the pledge, or not the pledge, but I, I like binging shows. Yeah. So I'm not gonna watch it until it's complete and done, which is what three weeks or something like that. Yeah, I think it has seven episodes. It's on its fourth right now. So yeah, like three, roughly three more weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I've been hearing uh, or seeing. Uh, Stories about how most of the fan base is not really happy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those shows where it's we don't know much about Boba Fett. Granted, right? We yeah. we joke that he's literally has five minutes of screen time across the three, the movies, three movies that he's in, and there's well, two because he wasn't in the for in a new hope. Right, right, and then Jango Fett, and uh-huh. then it's just him basically. So it's something, like, yeah. but yeah, without spoiling it, Book of Boba Fett is essentially a reboot for the character okay right? it's for people who know him it's something that you probably won't be happy because you just want the bounty hunter off him but the people who don't really know much about him it builds on to that his uh, lore and his world building and so on. well the, the thing about boba fett was that because he had very little screen time on the movies you know he showed up when on the, the, the star destroyer the star destroyer yeah. the, the the cloud city of yeah. What's a fuck? And, um, <laughs> and then when Han Solo got turned into Carbonite in like yeah. the first ten minutes of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and then there's a deleted scene where he's in the background somewhere around there. Yeah. But that's the deleted scene. So a lot of like the mystique and all that shit that the, the, the that was built around Boba Fett was fan made. Yeah. Like, cause because the armor was cool. Like, even even what in, wasn't even George Lucas. Like, that was just a throwaway character. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he didn't expect at all for yeah. this character to blow up. And I, it's exa- it's exactly where that disconnect lies. Mm. So you have those people who know Boba Fett through his reputation. Yeah. As a bounty hunter, that's pretty much it, right? Bounty yeah. hunter that invokes images of wonder and bounties. You know, killing, taking names, stuff like that. But the Boba Fett that we're given is more of a grounded character. He sees his ways are literally killed him, almost killed him so in the sense. The new show, the book of Boba Yeah, the book of Boba Fett. Right, give me one second, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So how are you doing today? <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I am gonna start a diet tomorrow, hopefully. I just came from the doctors and I have uh, like high blood pressure, which is weird because I'm anemic, so I don't really know how that works, but what Where is this? <laughs> I talked about my doctor's appointment <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, All right, so uh, last last episode, uh, well, not last episode, the week of between New Year's and Christmas. Yeah, of course, that's your that's your Christ, your late Christmas gift. Ernie <laughs> bought me a Christmas gift. I'm like, I'm not used to sh- uh, Christmas gifts or anything, so I'm like, fuck. Now I gotta buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so describe what it is. <laughs> 
What? I don't know how to describe it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so it's a pop figure. I love pop figures. I collect a lot of those. And it's uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. And it's from the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Nice. So I'm like speechless <laughs> and I'm like kind of tearing up a bit. And thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so You're much. much. And I will, I will not open this. I might actually buy a case. For that? To, for, yeah, I've never bought cases. That's a bad thing about pop figures. <laughs> I don't buy cases. I just open it and I display them. But yeah. This is really cool. And it, oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah, you got me a pop figure of Wonder Woman in a variant uh, outfit. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is dope. It's from uh, Red Sun. Uh, yeah, so, Red Sun. So I, I gave it to Joel and I was like, you like Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, so you like communism, right? <laughs> no. He's like, uh, no, but I give or take. <laughs> and then I gave him his pop figure and it's, yeah, it's a, mm. it was that or Hope or uh, no, uh, Wonder Woman death, I think. It's like the death ring or the black ring. Black ring, oh, let's use our words. Yeah. Black ring, Wonder Woman, yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah I, I remembered Thank because you. of, um, we were talking about Boba, Boba Fett and he showed up when Han Solo got dipped in carbonite. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's what I was like, oh, you have to use the restroom or something? No, 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 just, I want to go get your gift. I completely forgot about it. Thank until, you, thank you. Until I, right now. I love it. Um, so anyways, where were we? Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yes. So the, the lore around uh, Boba Fett is just a whole bunch of fan-made stuff. Yeah. So I, the way I see the, the backlash that the show has been receiving without even seeing it is it's mainly the closed-mindedness of the Star Wars fans. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's very, they're very entitled. Very I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, you're a Star yeah. Wars fan, we're as, as rooted in Star Wars as we can be. But there is this sense of entitlement that oh, this character isn't what I think it is. Mm -hmm. Even though the character is essentially from the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Right? That's, if that's not a reboot in the character, I don't know what is. Yeah, because he literally, what Patton Oswalt described. In the <laughs> the, the gauntlet <laughs> hand of Boba Fett, of um, the Mandalorian gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So it's, uh, it, it's that event where he almost died. It's yeah. already, it's kind of writes itself, right? It's already that where maybe I shouldn't be a bounty hunter anymore. It almost killed me. Which again leads into this trend that's, that's in movies and, and pop culture storytelling is where bad guys can't be bad guys anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's a bad guy, but why are you a bad guy? That yeah. You're much more complex than your, your exterior uh, represents, you know? Yeah, they, they don't give him a chance to make those choices. Like, I'll give you that for sure. Mm -hmm. they, they, there's not a chance where he goes back to that life and it turns... It's like the Mandalorian. Right? Yeah. The Mandalorian, in case you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it. But he, uh, <laughs> he, gets, he gets Baby Yoda and then he's going to give it to the Imperial, uh, the remnants. And mm -hmm. essentially they're going to kill him. They're going to harvest his midichlorians. Oh, <laughs> but uh, he's gonna die. I so they were gonna like clone him or raise him in the dark side. No, they're gonna take him to re to restart Palpatine. Basically, mm. I'm assuming probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's gonna die. So essentially, a kid's gonna die. So the Mando, a he, fifty year old kid. Yeah, a fifty year old <laughs> kid, right? And he, he essentially makes the choice to save him. This and it, this is at risk of his uh, his enclave being found out, and is at risk of him you know, ultimately dying and stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like because Mandalorian wasn't a, an established, like pre-established character, you mm -hmm. have room to to write his lore to build on upon the story, and he decides to to help rescue uh, Grogu. 
because he remembered the the massacre of the planet oh, Mandalore. Yeah, right. Of his of, of yeah, his race. Yeah, of his of race. His yeah, and that's they don't give that to Boba Fett no. since simply because he's there's a clone. This, he's a clone, <laughs> and there's this uh, mis- there's not mystique, but there's this uh, knowledge behind him already. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like Mandalorian wouldn't have been successful if he didn't look like Boba, Boba Fett, Fett. Right. So when now that he's established and stuff like that, so Boba Fett is. It it this book of Boba Fett season one feels like it's the season one of any show. Yeah, it's establishing the stakes, establishing the character. So maybe if they do have a second season, then you'll get that fan servicey payoff. And I'm sure there are going to be people who are going to complain that it's too fan servicey <laughs> at that point. But I mean, there's always going to be somebody to complain. No yeah, what. even Star Wars fans, man. Yeah. Like this, this show is way out there. It's new. Mm-hmm. Right, it's outside the the realm of the Skywalker saga, but also it's taking a character and it's while it is that trend of making them more profound, more deeper, two dimensional, it is building on who he is. Yeah, like well, and his was, motivations. Like we've said before, the character was the was a throwaway character. Yeah, um, but I, I still don't like that. You know, you, you have a villain, and the backstory enough could just be a bounty hunter. Yeah, and then when at the end of the season two of uh, Mandalorian, when he takes over uh, Jabba's little you know castle or whatever, and he kills yeah. Bib Fortuna and all yeah. that shit, then it kind of feels like all right, now from here on out, he's gonna be ruthless. Yeah, but the show doesn't feel like that's what that is. No, right? yeah, not at all. He's he's more complex. More, yeah, more. <laughs> he's more of the person like he will kill someone. Yeah, but, he's, but he will he'll only do it when he's fired upon. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's the like the, he's the one uh, I he'll, like. He'll kill somebody, but then explain to you. Why <laughs> exactly. He's, he's he's like I like to use the one where he's the, that veteran, right? And he's mm. you know the most people who've seen the horrors of Rambo, horrors of war, right? <laughs> don't want to go back into that. Yeah. He's yeah. essentially Rambo uh, first blood, mm-hmm. right? But there hasn't been a first blood yet. So <laughs> yeah. Um. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, it depends. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's an interesting take. You know, you have. The unfortunate uh, years and years, decades of fan-made lore uh, for the character. So when you start off with something that's all right, this is his his essentially his starting point. Yeah, the fan base is essentially rejecting it. Yeah, because it doesn't live up to what <laughs> the, the what they created in their own imagination. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's fair granted there are instances where I'm like, okay, maybe it's time for you to shoot this guy. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's 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 the same line as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Right? Hawkeye felt like, oh, it's going to be this interconnected world in the Avengers. There's going to be this event. It's going to ripple down the line, all this stuff. Like, no. Now, everything he does is just for his own personal development yeah. or it's for his own consequence of what he did five years prior to the blip or snap. After. Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. It's interesting. So, so far, what would you give it? Like, P, is like for it, the four episodes? I don't want to say like a rating because the story isn't complete yeah. yet, but like... Is it was it worth it? Was it worth the the time you know invested or? Yeah, for yeah. Me, yeah, for me because again my whole background with Boba Fett is I didn't care because mm-hmm. he was a throwaway character even though people built him as this. I've read the comics as well and he's still a throwaway character in my head. So this gave him more perspective and dynamic. Yeah, right? they added more of like oh this is what he, and I love that stuff. But there are some creative choices that they make that are kind of really out there. Which uh, you'll see for yourself, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a 
it's fairly in the middle for me. Like going on a seven around those lines. Yeah. All right. So let me set up this scenario for mm. you then. Take the Mandalorian. Mm. Remove that character. Remove what's his name? Dinjarin. Dinjarin, mm-hmm. and then just insert Boba Fett. That storyline would that be more in the line of what you think the fan base has created, like around the Boba Fett? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, because Man- Mando is essentially the bounty hunter of Boba Fett. Right, he's younger. Right, he's more, he needs more experience and stuff yeah. like that. And he has a a dark past because apparently when they did the heist, they know him, and yeah. he was like really ruthless. But we don't see that at all. We don't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, even when he just stays his helmet and he just goes around the world, it's, it's like a, a western, mm-hmm. right? and that's essentially what people want with Boba Fett. But you, they did that for Mandalorian because they it has, like you said, it has room to maneuver. Yeah, so more of like the like the dirty Harry type of characters, yeah. Clint yeah. Eastwood back in the days. Yeah, or or even so, like um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Ah, oh, shit, I had Clint Eastwood. Uh, is it a Wild Wild West? No, they, they just remade the movie with uh, Bruce Willis a few years ago. Um, oh, no. Char- <laughs> no, it's not Charlton Heston. No, it's... Um, Charlton Heston. Fuck. His goddamn brain. <laughs> brain farts. Is that tip of your tongue, huh? Yeah, it's on the... It's like a revenge. He killed... They, they killed his family and he decides to... to um, Looper? Not Looper. <laughs> Death Wish. Oh, uh, you know, you were right the first time. Was it a Charleston Heston? No, it's not Charleston Heston. It's um, oh, fuck. yeah, Death Wish, right? Charleston Bronson. Bronson, right? Bronson, the Bronson. Yeah. Dang it! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's close enough. Charleston Bronson. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I it's can like see his along those now. lines where they were when, <laughs> when he was wronged, and then he has to to get revenge on a child. Yeah, Chuck Bronson. Yeah, he has to get revenge on on you know the the crime syndicate. <laughs> yeah. To put it that in. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in cohesive terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I feel like. Maybe that's what everybody was thinking of, of Boba Fett. Because like, I don't want to say that I never cared about Boba Fett mm-hmm. because he always looked dope. Mm-hmm, yeah. But to me, like, since there was never thing, never any story established with him, it was just like, oh, he could be whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely. And then it's I'm not the person where oh you can we have to go in the comics. They do show him and during his bounty hunting age yeah. uh, in the comics. But again, you have the Mandalorian, and that's already essentially what he does: bounty hunting, running around, and, and killing things. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on. Is Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Tell me more about it. <laughs> so they're lost <laughs> in, in space. space. Yeah, oh, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's based on the '60s show, right? Yeah. Uh, '60s or '50s? It's a very based on a very old 60s. property. '60s. Yeah. yeah, it's based on the '60s show, and essentially, uh, Earth is getting doomed naturally, and because there's this meteor that hits and kicks up smoke in the atmosphere, so it's essentially, essentially yeah, the debris of it, and now it's choking Earth. So they make this program where they try to find uh, another planet. When they found it, it's called an Alpha Centauri or something. Okay. Yeah, and then some drama, blah, 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 virus stuff happens, and they get lost in space, and they find the the robot who's an alien, and then go from there. Go from there. So, okay. Um, I remember, like, the terminology of the the Lost in Space. I've never seen the original show, but Mm -hmm. it is very um, important in the sci-fi. Yes. uh, 
genre yeah. of, of like being a groundbreaking along the lines of Star Trek and along yeah. like Twilight Zone, those type of those, those those type of series from the sixties that really broke through the the redefined what sci fi was. Yeah. Um, so I had no no idea that they rebooted it. <laughs> yeah, and from the movie, right? I don't know if yeah. you remember that, that horrible movie, but yeah, it does it does a fairly good job staying true to that. I mean, it stays a lot of the issues that they come up with is solved in one way or another through science. Right, so a lot of that that energy or a lot of that spirit from the first one where they try to outthink the issue mm-hmm. is carried on to this show. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice contemporary. I was surprised because you know Netflix shows don't really have a good track record. track record when it comes <laughs> to bringing these shows to a more contemporary time. But yeah, yeah, it does a fairly good job, and they ended it on their own terms. The last season was the third season, I believe. That's cool. Yeah, so they ended it and it wrapped it all up fairly. Nice. So there's only three seasons. How many episodes? About a season? Ten, ten or so. Thirty episodes. What hour? Or yeah, 30 an hour. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So hour, it yeah. it sounds like it's for what the show is it's very well fleshed out yeah and it's it's fairly cgi i see for me the visuals in this in the show are fairly good okay for a tv show well yeah. i mean it's netflix so that's true they yeah. throw a bunch of money at it. <laughs> and see what <laughs> right yeah it's yeah it's fairly it's fairly good visually cool. as well yeah narratively um, so I've been watching a few a few TV shows actually. Mm. I restarted watching Community. Oh, too close uh, to home with my girlfriend because oh. she's never seen it, and we've seen like a slew of of TV shows, and so far, she says it's the best one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is does it's, she does she know did she go to community college or did she know she went to college oh but she knew yeah. that you, you went to yeah, yeah. so it's essentially yeah, yeah I, I told her that I was very disappointed that my community college experience was not <laughs> <my> community <laughs> I've, I've only seen one episode of community of uh, modern warfare yes Paintball. yes it's the paintball <laughs> one yeah and they're fighting for a uh, what is it uh uh, priority registration. priority registration and that hits so close to home <laughs> because a lot of us were, were we would war zone. <laughs> we would shoot each other for priority registration yeah so it's like Dan Harmon I feel like Dan Harmon at his best even though I think after the third season he left the show and then came back to finish to finish it off in the, the final two seasons but yeah Dan Harmon at his best and then you take a look at other properties that he's done like Brooke and Morty and it's weird but then you look at community and you're like, it's not as weird. Yeah. And it's not as fun. And it's it's not as silly for the sake of just being silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they, like they have this whole episode where they're looking for uh, one of the characters' pen. Uh-huh. So they they lock themselves in the study room and they're like, where is this pen? They start ripping the, the carpet off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and- they all like get naked to, to to make sure nobody has it. They <laughs> yeah, so it's just like completely off the wall crazy. Oh, okay. And um, it's it, the first season starts off a little slowish, naturally. You know? But yeah. you know this is what two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's just gonna be like that with with its nature. But once it ramps yeah. up, it ramps up. Yeah. It it's it's insane. So that for sure is one of my favorite shows of all time. You know, I don't understand how it didn't get the, the praise it deserves. Me either. I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it, but I've heard, you know, all yeah, the circles. <laughs> Where's it on? It's on Netflix and... and uh, it's on Netflix? Amazon. Yeah. What? Well, Netflix, but they removed the D&D episode. What? They're, what? Because they're playing D&D and um, 
Chang, one of the characters, mm. is dressed up as a as a goblin. Uh-huh. So he literally has black paint on his on everywhere. Oh, so you know, and then the climate that we live in today, anything that's without, even context. Suggest, without context is just immediately removed. And even it's even addressed on the show. Like they have a, this loophole. Then there's that's <laughs> that drive me insane. But it's not. It's it's on it's on Amazon. Okay. So that's why we're watching it on Amazon because the series is complete. Okay. It's funny because they they address it on the show. He's all, they're they're like they're they're sitting around the study table and then one of the characters is, who's black is like we're not gonna address this hate crime. And then he's like, I'm an elf. That's <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. And it's a and it's an actual that episode is an actual uh, really important show because. The, one of the characters that they're playing D&D with is like really depressed and really uh, essentially what they're aiming at is suicidal. Right. And like they're he, worried about him, like actually his mental health. And they, they come up with a game of D&D to help lift them out of that. Right. Because that's what D&D, not it, it helps suicide <laughs> thought, but it allowed someone to get out of their skin at least for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wow. What the heck? Yeah. So, Just have a disclaimer. Do what Disney does and have a disclaimer. What Disney, uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Did yeah. Warner Brothers have disclaimer? This will have racial. Well, it says like we leave the the cartoons as they were back oh, then okay. because like removing them or taking them out or whatever is like if they didn't exist, then, right? And we can't do that because exactly because we, we have to learn and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just do, uh, Netflix. It's just it's just people who are just the. Like you said, it's all face value. They never even bother to see or to actually watch yeah. and stuff like that. It's funny because I got in a discussion with a friend of mine, and uh-huh. he was uh, apparently in D&D. We've both played D&D to yeah. some extent. But uh, some of the characters, they want to change their lore to be less evil. So there's the, there's this Beyonder. What? It's weird. <laughs> and then, you know, the Beyonder, this big bald meatball with eyeballs all over the place. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it, apparently they want to change it to be more along the lines of like chaotic good. But for one re for a reason is because the like they mar it's like marginalizing people when it comes to like bald people yeah no just it's just <laughs> aliens in general like other beings and oh yeah I can't wrap my head around it but. well the good thing about games like D and D is that they have the 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 underlining rules yeah but you don't have to follow those you can yeah. make it however it exactly is you, that you want right so. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, they want to change it if they could change it, but the, the the that does not mean that the fan base is going to accept it. Right, or bow to the rules. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. And uh, another show I've been watching is The Middle. What's The Middle? It's a sitcom on uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was ABC when it originally aired. But did you ever watch Scrubs? No. Okay, that's. <laughs> did you ever watch? Uh, I watched House. No, not House. Oh, uh, I thought you were some medical. No. Show. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond, yes. You watch so the 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 wife it plays the wife in this one as well. Huh. That's and weird. then the janitor from Scrubs plays the husband. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know of him. So yeah, he's. So the middle right there, you see. Oh, that sounds goofy. <laughs> and it's it's just you know it's a silly sitcom and stuff like that. And uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie to you, <laughs> I, I teared up in one of the episodes because the daughter, who's the middle child, uh-huh. she spends her whole summer trying to um, spend time with her dad. Oh gosh. And it ends the the episode ends with 
you know, she made the scrapbook of her, the time she spends with no! her. No! <laughs> and I was, I was just laying there, and as the tear rolled down my eye, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Dang you, middle, I'm invested. <laughs> no, this is like three seasons in, so oh. I've, I've already oh, you've been read it. How many seasons in total? I think there's nine. Oh, wow, okay, good. 22 episodes, so it's still of the old format of... 22 episodes a season and stuff like oh, that. Oh, please bring back that um, format. But, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a sitcom, so it goes down easy. It's pretty funny. Um, there are things I don't like. Um, mm. It's very churchy yet sometimes. Mm, really? Religion-y and stuff like that. Huh. In what way? Um, they talk about, like, oh... <laughs> they have this whole <laughs> they have this whole episode of like when they go to church and then like the normal white people church is all boring and putting them to sleep but then they go to like a black person's church and, and they're, they're like, singing yeah, in the <laughs> and there's <then laughs> like that culture shock between them oh, and like, yeah okay. it's awesome <laughs> that sounds hilarious it's, I mean, it's funny it, it was funny that, that episode was funny because like they um, especially the daughter the daughter if you feel so bad for her because she's the middle child, like, I don't know about you, but I'm the middle child. Mm. And there is that, that's that stigma or that, um, I don't say fact, but that the middle child is generally the forgotten child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they play that up for her, not, not in just her family, but it transcends to like school and stuff like that. She's and, the middle child <laughs> in school. Oh, yeah, no. Cause like they, she goes up to whatever teachers and is like, Oh, hi, are you new? I was like, no, I've been here the whole semester. <laughs> And then she there's this whole episode where she tries to get into the yearbook uh-huh. and then they're like um she finally manages to get into yearbook but it's like a uh in memoriam oh my. <laughs> like i don't know i don't think i'm a male child but i can definitely feel you don't wait you don't think you're a I, I don't th- i don't think so but there have been instances where like oh you're here oh yeah <laughs> it's like like I, I make an impression and then they quickly forget about me yeah, right now. Yeah. I get so those moments. It's it's like that, but ramped up obviously to like <laughs> hilarious proportions. Um, and Neil Flynn, who plays the the, the dad, mm. is just a genius comedic actor. And mm. in Scrubs, the there was always that that lore or that that rumor, and then later confirmed that. After like season two, they didn't give him any lines. They just told him, "You just here's the scene, and you do you." That's what I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, if you're looking for like something family friendly, you know, or something just to pass the time, the middle. I, I really recommend it. It's on HBO yeah. Max. Um, yeah. Did you watch Don't Look Up? No, it's not the horror one. No, it's the Leonardo. Oh no, that's Afro, a li- the asteroid. Right, yeah. It's weirdly, my mom watched it, but no, I have. You haven't watched it. Yeah, is that the meteor one? Yeah, the meteor one. And how is it? It freaked me out. Really? Yeah. Really. Because Weird. not In like a, like a, a lot of the reviews I'm hearing, or a lot about the criticism I'm hearing, is that they somehow managed to to turn this movie into like a climate change disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Without regarding that there's a giant rock that's going to hit the planet. <laughs> right. You know? Is that a critique or... <laughs> well, no. It's like... Well, eh. <laughs> I guess in a, in a way it is. But I'm more freaked out because, like, we live in a civilization that has amnesia. Like, mm. we've been hit by meteors or asteroids, like, so many times. And we know of at least five that oh. have completely reset... The, the planet's right. ecosystem. Right. Right? Yeah. So knowing that that's an actual possibility and that we, as as humanity, are completely unprepared for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, like, legit freaking me out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> like our system's got if it does happen, which it almost did apparently, mm. but that was a like few times. You're right. But the recently, I think on yeah, Tuesday, like, uh, a couple months, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But it was like 2.7 million miles away. So yeah. it's like barely over. I mean, 2.7 million miles in the grandeur of space is nothing. Yeah, it's like an inch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. You were having a panic attack, or to some extent, to some attack, extent, yeah. It was because not because of the you know the whole idea of the climate change or the movie itself it was the idea that our, if this does happen our planet is doomed because Pretty we, much so, we yeah. have no defenses yeah. be it planetary or yeah. nuke wise well, we can't train a team of drillers to well, no, this is with, <laughs> with Aerosmith, Aerosmith, Aerosmith. <laughs> we gotta send Bruce Willis no it's like <laughs> it's like a lot of the movie is a, a social commentary of, of today's political climate mm-hmm um, and obviously that <laughs> the parallels of, of between the movie and today's now and like today's climate is like startling and didn't help not to give me a panic attack. Yeah. But essentially, like there's this giant meteor coming six months, right? And then they they muster up the forces. They they're able to convince the president at the time to be like, yeah, let's go do something about it. And then they launch, they send um, Jack, uh, Ron Perlman into space to try to blow up the, the <laughs> to right. try to blow up the meteor to like diverge it or something. But right. then all of a sudden, the um, uh, tech billionaire dude. Which comes, is basically like Elon Musk. Elon or, Musk or Zuckerberg. Or Zuckerberg. More, in more sense, like has a conversation with the, with the president and then they abort the mission. And it turns out that they want to drill the mine, the, the meteor. Because okay. it's full of rich resources and stuff like that, which drilling asteroids is something I've read about, and mm. it is technically a possibility. Yeah, but that's like years and years right. down the line. You know, right. and they try to figure this out within like a four or five month period. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, hold the phone. Just there's resources. Yeah, there. so it, it turns out uh, it turns out into like this um, wannabe rescue mission that we're gonna we're going to abort that to become like. Uh, an expansionist mission to, right. to try to, and then shit goes wired and the, the asteroid hits and we're all doomed. <laughs> but knowing that if something like that was going to happen, most right. likely we would, you know, argue amongst ourselves and they get hit by a giant rock mm-hmm. rather than to come together and figure out a way to survive. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what really freaked me out more. So Right. We would, we would be more individuals in the moment where we would need to coalesce into one into mm-hmm. humanity rather than the, really? the board the imaginary borders that we put up on, right. uh, on each other right yeah it's it's no surprise that every almost every science major science fiction show starts with the armageddon of what we know as civilization yeah right some cataclysmic event happens that wipes everybody out so that the slate is eventually is clean yeah so that we can more move on from that yeah, there is um, there's this podcast uh, Joe Rogan did <clears throat> before he you know started uh, interviewing or started getting all the heat from interviewing uh, people who have uh, alternative information about what we're being told today with the vaccine or not. Mm. But he had this guy named Randall Carlson who's a amateur geologist, I guess you would say, mm. and he basically pretty much broke down the theory. Which now is pretty much accepted of how the last ice age ended. Mm. They they within the past few years they found this giant crater underneath the ice of Greenland. Oh, you sent me this. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah, I was like, that was weird. So yeah, he pretty much detailed how, like, the asteroid hitting and just 
fucking everything up, essentially, like you said, resetting civilization. Right, yeah. To that point, it was like, we don't know exactly. Like, we think that our civilization is only, what, six, seven thousand years old, but there's evidence that it's much older than we think. Yeah. But then what happened? You know? Right, there's this event. There's, there's, a, there's this giant event. And um, <laughs> he talks about how the asteroid that hit, um, the, the, hit uh, the Yucatan that killed the dinosaurs, like, he equi- equated uh-huh. the power that was released to, like, at the height of the Civil War, if all the nations that had nukes detonated that them at the same time, Multiplied that by like seventeen. Oh, and that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's like, the power. The planet of that. is still in one shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, we're, we'll be gone. But yeah, we don't know about like what's going on in space. You know, we have we we believe we have some sort of idea. But I remember there was one one time where uh, a meteor came out of nowhere, and it was only a small meteor. Yeah, and it hit um, Siberia. Yeah, yeah, right. Siberia. Yeah, I and saw then, the. Fuck. <laughs> and then, yeah, then all everybody like the the leaders were like, "What the fuck?" And the scientists were like, "We don't know." <laughs> Even this is like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, and it's it's just more astonishing to me that there are there are much bigger problems than the everyday nonsense that we get into, you yeah. know, pointless arguments about, and we just choose to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, well, well, to just to do science fiction, Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the first contact. Everyone was still at war with each other and stuff like that. And like there were tribes of people, survivors of the world war that mm-hmm. wiped the majority of the planet's life of. And then aliens come along. And then humans realize, oh, our troubles are inconsequentially small in the grand scheme of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them you know, become the Federation and stuff like that. But now, what is there going to be a moment where we realize, hey, maybe we should stop fighting and work towards yeah. the longevity of humanity like, um... rather than that? Fuck, what's the Independence Day? Yeah, <laughs> right? For, even the, that movie's hilarious. We gotta send Randy Quaid. Right. Knows, knows what's going on. Like, the sequel's like, there's no more war on the planet. Like, what? <laughs> but they, they have this weird utopian where everyone went into one nation and stuff mm. like that over because of this aliens. Yeah, there's this famous speech by Reagan, I mm. think, as he was leaving office, saying about, like, how quickly we would put our differences aside if there was an outside threat. Yeah. Like, threatening uh, civilization. Now, like, why can't we just... I I mean, I guess it's not feasible to have that mentality 100% of the time, but we have to always keep that in mind. Right. Like, we may not have not encountered uh, extraterrestrial life, but that doesn't mean that there's, there's no... There's something out there that there... There isn't anything out there that just randomly on a, you know, Tuesday could call it quits for us yeah yeah like you were just we're an anthill on the side of a freeway yeah. and they could easily just build over us if they really wanted to i mean we could barely handle a meteor coming in siberia <laughs> how can we handle like a civilization that's ruled but, with yeah. space flight or travel yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're going down a rabbit hole <laughs> it's i mean it's the more and more i see it it's it's pretty much the end of a civilization yeah like we we're getting closer to like even the most minutia of minutia things upset somebody and you know could potentially spark a war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on lighter note, Batman, <laughs> Batman. Uh, Batman, Batman's gonna save us, right? Justice. <laughs> We're gonna be reading comic books as the nukes fall. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty um, eloquent scene after that in, in Don't Look Up after the asteroid hits. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, it does hit. It does hit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, it's like three weeks, like a month old. That's like... It's on Netflix. It's like so two you have, years of Netflix. You have no excuse. So <laughs> go on. Either get your priorities straight or just shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it hits, right? And then uh-huh. um, Leonardo DiCaprio's with his family and um, Jennifer Lawrence is there with him and that one dude who's from Dune is there <laughs> and they're just eating and then all of a sudden like the, the, the camera's rumbling and stuff like that because the, the, the shockwave is coming and it just blows them all away. Oh, God. Do they show it? Is it just... No, it's... It, they show some. Yeah. You know, they're obviously like... Since we know we don't have really a frame of reference of what that actually looks like, yeah. so it's all just like, yeah rubble and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and then it just ends. Credits roll. It ends, and then the the people who uh, who <laughs> when <laughs> when um it's like the mission of them trying to blow up the planet into so the, I mean the meteor so that they can mine it. Oh. It fails. The the Mark Zuckerberg and then the president they're like oh I gotta go to the bathroom and then they go they get in their own spaceship and then they launch off do they really yeah. what that's so weird <laughs> and then they they land in another planet and they they're like these naked you know monkeys <laughs> exploring a, this alien planet and that's pretty much how it ends that's so weird yeah but it's 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 a good movie yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't see the, the, why people are equating it to like, um, climate change, mm. like a, like a, a warning for climate change uh-huh. when it's an asteroid. It's, an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> right. know, it's something that actually has happened. Yeah. I'm not it, saying that climate change isn't, but right. like, there is a history of this planet. Like, right. Whether we choose to know, to ignore it or not, asteroids haven't hit this planet before. Yeah, it's a clear and present danger in the movie. But yeah. I, I yeah, see, even when you talk about it, I don't see climate change. I see more of the whole we can't unite yeah, exactly. against one common, obviously apocalyptic threat exactly. <laughs> looming over us. And we argue and we look to billionaires to help us yeah. solve it, right? Yeah. It's funny. Ron Perlman goes out like a G. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's like the asteroid is coming. He's just shooting it. It's like, you're not going to take me alive. <laughs> 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 It's a fun. It's a fun movie at times. The cast is pretty out there too. It's. I mean, they're all pretty fun. much Oscar winners. Yeah, it seems pretty like really you guys are yeah. Netflix. A Netflix, which also like the the credibility, uh, the credibility of like the streaming, like the non major studio streaming services, Netflix. Yeah. Has to be able to pull uh, this amazing cast. Yeah, I see. It, there's so much as much as Scorsese and uh, Spielberg say about content. But it's so much easier to streamline it when you have less interference, right? You don't have to pitch it. You know how many times the Irishman had to be pitched different studios before he went to Netflix. Mm. So it's nice to see people not, we don't see them in these typical roles, but also it seems like it's a little fun. Yeah. And it also lends um, Let's uh, wait. credence to the, 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 the fact that, you know, an actor, as long as the project is good, doesn't matter where. Yeah. They'll do it. Yeah. It's not like they're given their a gun to their head, like, roll, do this act. And they read a script, they go through these these nuances, and if they like the role, they stay with the role. Yeah. It seems like they had fun with it. Yeah. I mean, they can. <laughs> That's right. They there, can was a, there was a, a, a trope throughout the whole movie when they, they discover the, the asteroid, and then they go to the White House, and the general, like, offers them snacks, but charge them. Oh. And then Jennifer Lawrence walks down and is like, she goes and finds some snacks and is like, where do I pay for these? 
and then the the person who's there is like they're free and then she throughout the whole movie she's like why would he charge us <laughs> <laughs> the general the general like a four star general like, why would he charge us <laughs> just, just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and then she calls him out on it as well like the next time they see them like careful with him he'll charge you for something that's free <laughs> So it's, oh, I, it's sad now because I want these people to live. It seems well, like, well, don't look up. I don't guess. watch the movie. Then. <laughs> don't, don't watch it. <laughs> Just stop it there. And, you mm. know. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty. Justice. Justice. Batman. Batman. Rated PG thirteen at almost three hours long. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. I like the runtime, but I also like the PG thirteen stuff. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's a very ex- inflammatory statement. Yeah. Well, because PG-13 allows... I think I think PG-13 allows for room for creativity. It's, it's along those lines where it's like coloring between the lines, but what you color in it depends on the director. Yeah, there's more... You have to think of more creative ways to, to, to sh- get your message Right, across. or to show the violence of it all, exactly. right? You don't have to be over... Because when R... Nowadays, I feel R becomes... Okay, now we can do whatever, and it becomes the point where there's blood splurting everywhere, and it becomes to the point where it's comical. Mm, I mean, if it's over the top, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I but, what you're but it seems like they're given... There's so much leeway, because what's the next one? AO, not AO. What's the... AO. NC-17, yeah, that's... NC-17. Yeah, adults own that video games. <laughs> <laughs> but NC-17's the next step, so you can... There's so much more room, but there's... People don't know what to do within those boundaries, and it ends up becoming these over-the-top, bloody, bone-showing kind of... And yeah. then it takes away from the whole message of the... Of yeah. The, so, all right. So, let me put this example out there first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yes. The first one. Yes. Rated PG-13 theatrical release. Yes. Did you watch the Ultimate Edition? Yes. Rated R? Yes. It was almost exactly the same movie, aside from the warehouse scene. Cursing. Cursing. Uh, one. One F-bomb. One, one fuck. Yeah. One F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost the exact same movie, aside from, like, some of the battle scenes where you see just, like, a little bit more blood. Right. So, I feel like the line between PG-13 and rated R has become so blurred that it, ratings shouldn't really matter anymore. Mm. Especially now with the internet. Like, if people are so uh, worried about what content their children watch, well, they could go online and watch, you know, right. crazy Straight shit. Straight up, yeah. people getting beheaded. <laughs> people getting beheaded, yeah. you know, people fucking, you yeah, know, it's all right. type of crazy shit that you yeah. can watch. <laughs> like, that's a ratio of beheadings and, and I mean, that's what, that's what the internet does for. Yeah, that's beheading, true. <laughs> beheading videos and porn. Yeah. Hopefully um, not in that order. But at the same time, it's like, because of the internet, has the rated R, rated PG-13 been so diluted where, like I said, it's not really necessary to rate a movie anymore. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Especially when it comes to horror movies. I feel like horror movies have such a difficulty establishing themselves because in our heyday, mm-hmm. there was an equal amount of gore and that was something that was we didn't see as much. Yeah. But now that we have a generation or society desensitized to it, mm-hmm. can you really make a slasher flick without it being, wow, that's a lot of blood? Or just it being mm-hmm. an 80s thing, a 90s thing? Well... Like back in the day, the the slasher movies—that's where you want to go see your gore. That's mm-hmm. where you want to go see your viscera, your horrible shit mm-hmm. happening. But now that it's not necessarily like only horror movies, you see that. You mm-hmm. know, it could be any movie that's rated R. I guess mm-hmm. 
you would see, you know, a bunch of guts exploding and crazy shit like that. Like, yeah. in Apocalypse Now, mm. they literally killed a, a buffalo. Yeah. Like, in, like, on screen. Yeah. Like, it's it's insane. Like, yeah. what, what people would used to think what rated R was to now what rated R is. Yeah. Like I, though, when it comes to blood and gore, the ones that creep me out, that really get me, uh-huh. is the, the small bits. Like, someone, a needle in the eye. Yeah. showing that right <laughs> that French movie yeah that French movie and then yeah right the moon and then it's an eye like whoa what the heck did I just watch <laughs> but like a dude's getting his nails like the, the it's like borderline torture, torture right mm-hmm. that's the blood and gore that makes me okay this is a rated R this is a new film it's disgusting mm-hmm. but when I feel when people think rated R it's those extra frames of blood maybe a bone popping out and that doesn't tickle my fancy as much as anymore it's like mm-hmm. um, Joker like the gore was over what at the end, right? He shot him. Well, he shot, yeah. he shot the dude. You know, we saw everything, and now or they shot the in the scene in the subway. Yeah, and then he shot Robert De Niro. Yeah, right? and those two, and that's just those two scenes, and throughout the whole thing, it's heavy. So I feel like the Batman can be that heaviness without having to be super, you know, gory. But at the same time, you think that this is a year two Batman. Yeah. So so there has to be some sort of amount of brutality. Some, exactly. There has to be some sort of uh where he the finding his limit. Yeah. Where he, you know, he doesn't kill him but paralyzes him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't you know, it's crazy shit like that. Yeah. Which I'm excited how they'll do that with the rating. Like yeah. how do you get that message across without being it like blooding like going to blood and gore which just feels like an easy out where you can show someone Literally, he tries to stand up, and he can't walk because you paralyze the dude, right? I think and like that's more effective rather than you know him getting a knife and like shoving it in his back or something yeah. like that. And you see the gore and blood. So then, what were you you put like animation? Because mm, you could get a lot. You can get away with a lot more in animation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to gore and animation mm-hmm. rated R, Dead Space comes to mind. Yeah, and Dead Space when it's body horror. Uh-huh. And it's, it's to a point where there's a body and there's like three arms popping out of them. Where there's a there's a there's a root. Cronenberg, <laughs> that exactly video uh, uh video drum. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of animation stuff that I find that they can go with because it's it feels like it's not quite real, mm-hmm. but also disgusting <laughs> and to a degree. Okay, so would you think that the Batman being rated PG thirteen mm-hmm. is Warner Brothers saying like we just want the money? Yeah. Because obviously rated <laughs> R, if you rate something rated R, it limits the accessibility. And toys. And toys. Lego well. will never do a film, a Lego set based on an R film. They'll do with PG. That's how it got leaked the first yeah. time, right? They only do PG-13 and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. They want to sell those toys. As much as we love the Batmobile, which I love the Batmobile, for toys. For Legos, See, for, for action figures. What did you think that Warner Brothers doesn't necessarily have to go to Lego? Mm-hmm. It has Hasbro. It has um, mm-hmm. all these other toy companies that be like, hey, look, we're going to make this movie rated R, but we still want to sell toys. It, it expands the audience, too. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have like rated R as much as when we went. We can just sneak in because we look pretty <laughs> much adults. But yeah, it's it opens up the door for other, even with parents who just see the ratings. Well, I mean, how I mean, many, like, like, you say that the parents see in the rating, but yeah. you look at video games. How many fucking kids have rated M games? And yeah. Like, how do yeah, you like, have how, how do you have GTA and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, and that's only became an issue with Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter. Uh, Marvel, uh, 
uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Right? When they pushed for the rating system. Yeah. Before, when it comes to something as old as movies that's already been established, if you say PG-13, the parent already has an expectation to it other than an M, which they had to put descriptions of what is in, what, that, what <laughs> yeah. qualifies as an M. But PG-13, you just need 13-year-old and parental guidance, I suppose. But the yeah. themes already, because from PG-13 to R, you already see that red letter box. Mm-hmm. The, red, the red letter <laughs> box and stuff like that. But mm. it's, just, yeah. it's it, I just feel like we're living in, with an antiquated system. Yeah, it needs, it needs to be updated. Especially in the world of streaming. Where you're yeah. not necessarily have that, you know, greasy 17-year-old checking IDs <laughs> or, sh- or something, you know? Right. Even Netflix shows. We don't exactly. get any rating. They just show what is in the show. Yeah. It's not like they have, a, like, a, some sort of parental lock with passcode and shit like that. You just... There's a setting you can literally just turn on and off. Yeah. You know, like, how many how many people actually have, like, a family set up in Netflix or Hulu, stuff like that, where there's one controlling por- profile for the rest of the family. Yeah, unless you're a really helicopter parent. Exactly. <laughs> like if you're really focusing, yeah, it's the least work parents can do when it comes especially to movies, the better. Like, so for who? For them, I suppose. Because if you don't need to research a movie, if it's already says, if it's for sure mm-hmm. a 13 movie. But for Netflix, it's, yeah, you can just do a switch and it's it locks out the, all the mature content. Okay, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How, what was the age you started watching rated R movies? When I started watching rated R movies? Goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I think I was 15? Really? 15, that yeah. old? Yeah in, the, well, yeah. in the Yeah. When I was in the Philippines, I was introduced to like rated M games first. Yeah. I didn't watch because we didn't have a lot of movie theaters and stuff like that. Yeah, so I didn't watch... A, I don't even remember the first R film I watched. I... The first, I was definitely under 10 watching uh-huh. radar movies because mm-hmm. my dad, that was one of his things that he loved to do. He would go, you know, like my dad was a gardener landscaper and um, mm-hmm. depending on the weather conditions was um, whether he would work or not. You know, if it's raining, he's not going to be working. Yeah. So he would go on rainy days, especially. And back then in the 90s in L.A., it rained a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they would sometimes be, you know, three, four days where he wouldn't work because it's raining. Yeah. So he would go, you know, to our local video store, rent a bunch of videos and watch movies. Yeah. And we would sit around and watch them with him. Yeah. You know, the only thing, the only times I remember him be like, look away was nudity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. Other same than same. that, you know, people blowing up, guns and all that shit. I'm right there with him watching. Yeah. So, I, I see. I, the thing, I was introduced to more like Resident Evil, mm-hmm. right? Even though that's a little pixelated and stuff, it was the whole violin and people get eaten and stuff like that. Like I, I was really traumatized, not to an extent <laughs> now, but when I was introduced to zombies, that freaked me out, right? It was yeah. like Night of the Living Dead. Like mm-hmm. people will like them. Wait, go which on, one? The original one, the black and white one. The 50s one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that one. Maybe that was my first R rated, but people were getting eaten. Wasn't, it wasn't R rated. I don't even, I don't the, know. The 51 was. I, the Whoa. seven, the seventies one, right. Donald, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, that one, that one was. Yeah, I don't, what was the original one rated? I don't even Probably. think there was a rating, rating system, system back then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, that one was a. I did watch that, and that one, you know, messed me up. Yeah, but that was like, like people getting eaten and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't remember my legit rating R film i know maybe robocop <laughs> maybe i mean that's probably one of it's the 80s yeah the 80s well the late, the late <laughs> 70s and 80s was when the whole violent like the uber violent movies uber like, violent exploded. Movies. right yeah. right so like yeah maybe yeah maybe robocop or maybe uh 
Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Uh, people getting recalled. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. getting like, shot, and then there's a there's a huge spray of blood and stuff like that. Let's see, 1968 was the Night of the Living Dead. Uh, is there a rating? Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, that messed George me Romero. up. It still messes me up a bit. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, the black and white one where yeah. like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. Right, and then... It was weird. I rewatched it on Halloween. And I was like, "Wow, this this oh, it did not thinking, age well." I was thinking of with the Donald Sutherland one in the seventies. With the with which one was the one they replaced people in pods? In pods? Yeah, it was one in the fifties, and then uh, oh, the uh, 70s. oh, oh goodness! It's uh, it was like ah, yeah, right. That's a new one. Yeah, but the other one, it's uh, like body snatchers. Uh, invasion of the invasion, body snatchers. Invasion of the yeah, body snatchers. Go. Right. Invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, that one's pretty messed me up, too. <laughs> the 50s one is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the ending is nice, though. The yeah, whole, it was uh, shot right here in San, San uh, Sierra Was it really? Yeah. Do, you go, do you go there sometimes? No, because it's all, it? it's all, like, grown. Like, it has housing and shit like that. Ah, uh, shame. So, yeah. But that's what we're saying. Okay, so since the advent of the MPAA, the American Motion Picture... No, the no, Motion Picture Motion Association Picture of America, yeah, of who determines what the, the movie rating is. Yeah. You know, there was a period of time where, yeah, I could see its necessity, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the, the when the, the exploitation movies started in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. But now, because of the internet, I feel like we're in an antiquated system. Yeah, especially... I don't remember... What caused MPAA to to come about? Mm. I'm pretty sure it was probably some movie. <laughs> some movie, right? But I do remember the video games, and it was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then the reason for that was, it was um, you know always new media. There always mm. has to be some sort of hand, especially when it comes to comics, and it's the comic authority, right? They, there's some sort of uh, you have to have a uh, control over something that it's not you don't really understand. Yeah. And when it comes to movies, it feels like yeah, it, it definitely needs to be updated to some extent. It says here that the Motion Picture Association of America started in 1922. 1922. Okay, so well within well within the <laughs> advent of film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a, a shock. Yeah, and so I, but I, I see. I don't like. We've both taken film history courses. We've both taken like contemporary film courses. Mm. I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember the discussion of a rating being, especially like in the the fucking golden age of Hollywood. I don't, I don't remember that being a, an issue. No, I, I don't think so either. Simply because it's a new technology. I yeah. mean, you do, you don't the video game. Sure, I get because yeah, you know the, game, right yeah. the violence and all that stuff. But when it comes to movies, it seems like it's they tackled a lot. Of it, it, it but then again, even during that age, it changed. Right. What was acceptable was. Oh, you would you would think that in the back in those days everything was more of like a Puritan style of thing. Right. Right. You couldn't show their fucking somebody's ankle because right. it right, would right. send the yeah. country into a frenzy. Right. I do. I do remember uh, most of what's her name, uh, Mr. President. You know, Mr. President. I forgot her name. Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. The films that she was in, uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy with the like the cleavage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, the, ankle, the sexually liberated right. female character. Right, right. I don't, I, I don't know if the rating system was made because of that. <laughs> that's very weird. But yeah, it wasn't never an issue, especially with internet nowadays. We that's have. interesting. Yeah. So, all right. So it says the the stories about the the PG thirteen and the splitting fans is a part about why it's rated PG thirteen. Do you mm. think the 
we've ever since Deadpool, we've wanted a PG a rated R Batman movie. I think like that's how the fan base was turning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then again, I feel like any everyone wants a rated R of anything. If you, you would love to see a character, even like have a rated R Captain America. Or see, I don't think that would work because yeah. the nature of Captain America's okay, that, that's doesn't. fair. Okay, how about a rated R Thor, where he's like he's he's well he's he's I mean the Viking only, lore and he's Norse. Yeah, the only way you would think of that is just making it gory and violent as possible. Exactly. So when it comes to Batman, what else would they elevate other than showing gore, gore and violent and violent and violent and possible. possible? Right. <laughs> so I, that I I can do without. Mm-hmm. Because I'm more of the cerebralness of Batman himself. Yeah. Like the means to an end, I sure will be awesome. I I love that scene in the factory, mm-hmm. right? But then again, I think about the scenes where he's dragging a car with full of people, and he's like, there it explodes, <laughs> right? And it's like that's weird. Not not the whole not kill rule, just in weird in general, yeah. right? So uh, it's it's gonna be a dark film though. Very much. It's so. gonna be a very dark, very maybe uh, Joker-esque feel. Post Dark Knight, can you make a, a a lighthearted Batman movie? No. The the days of Adam West Batman's are long gone. No, not, it, it's just a, which is a shame because there are those moments where Batman does show some resemblance, levity, levity yeah. or even you know stoicism in the face of adversity. Right? Yeah. There are those moments where he's there with like a dying girl, and you know I'll be with you till the end. Sort of. I mean, you real. still can't do that, but I feel like yeah. the the Batman sixty six, the Adam West. Oh, know, they're like the comedy the slapstick. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so there's there's no more the Batman of those days is gone. Yeah, yeah. Now even only Batman I see really is just like Beyond Batman, mm-hmm. like Batman Beyond stuff yeah. like that. Along but the slapstick funniness of him. The zing zang. Yeah, power. zing zang pow. I could see that maybe in some of the Bat family, maybe Barbara. How to some awesome extent. would it be if there's like a fight scene and they're fighting <laughs> and then in the background there's somebody graffiti pow. Oh that would be <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> right? right? It's like lights and it pow yeah. and then flashes. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um did you see um, Oreos doing a promotion with the Batman movie and they released a whole bunch of pictures of what the Batcave is supposed to look like? Yeah, I did. It looks dope, right? Yeah, it does. I like that it looks very minimalistic. I miss the coin. Was the coin there? I don't quite remember. No, well, the coin is... is you can see the pictures right here. So, the coin is like a lot of the lines <laughs> of, of like the giant typewriter. Right. You know, it's, it's there, and but... Bringing it in re- into real life, you know, is that going to really translate? <laughs> it's very Spartan. Very. It is the whole look, which which fits with a year two Batman. So it looks pretty cool. So that's the, we see the, the, the Batmobile on the platform. Yeah. Some lights. And There's then, room to make it bigger too. Yeah. I like it. And then it has just has this looks completely fake in CGI. The <laughs> suit that's right there, right? It looks out of place. It does. Um, it looks like it's it's like an attachment of Wayne Manor. Yeah. Like not necessarily a cave, just maybe a basement. Yeah, yeah. It's, which makes more sense because that always racked my brain. How did he hire all these contractors to build <laughs> this impressive base? I'd rather it be literally a part of Wayne Manor and he built it himself to some degree. Yeah. Well, they established in the, the, the Batman Begins, the Nolan one, that it was mm. part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah, well, that's, that's also a cool yeah, little... Uh, yeah, his great-grandfather helped his free slaves or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, that's nice. But, um, yeah, it's just have it to be some sort of uh, extension of, of the of the house, which, 
it makes sense because there's an entrance, the outside entrance, and then there's an indoor house entrance. Yeah. The, what the, the, the bust of William Shakespeare and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the, the fire pole. <laughs> the fire pole, yeah. <laughs> Will we ever see a, a pole in the Batman? I would, love to st- I would love them to make a joke of it in the Batman. Really like he has one? he has a pole and it's like uh, I'm glad we're retiring that or like <laughs> Alfred's like where are you gonna install the pole or something? right like are you still on that or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah something along those those there there are room for levity in Batman yeah. right I do feel like but then it's year two and he seems very angry very <laughs> yeah. extremely angry <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean it, the movie looks we saw the trailer last month that came out the second one it was the last one right yeah. Yeah, that was the last I one. I always feel like there should be three, right? There was a teaser, right? There was the, the first one that came out in uh, DC Fandom uh-huh. 2019, where he just fucked up the people. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the one that came out um, this past year. Oh, well, yeah, so there has been three. Because yeah. one, the last one was the, the cat, the cat and, the bat. and the bat. Right. Yeah, the bat and the cat, cat and uh, the bat. Right, right. Which bat and cat. They, I feel like they nailed that, that relationship. I yeah. do. I do. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I do love her. Yeah, yeah. I do like it, it's it. They, the character is written as well as where it didn't matter who played her. Yeah, but the character is. She is looks perfect. She looks like Catwoman. I, yeah, I do. I also love the dynamic. I don't know if this is in the comics, but they in the movie it seems like they're childhood friends. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how. Uh, like they know s each other or something like that. well in gotham they try to establish that they were childhood friends yeah which eh, gotham <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what was we talk about robert pattison mentioned that he when he first was cast as batman Lies. he didn't want to work out Lies. <laughs> which come on you cannot have be uh cast as a superhero and have a doughy physique yeah <laughs> come on and he looks oh i just i love that his walk his yeah. batman walk i don't know if there's a walk to it but it's very like he, it, the scene that comes to mind is going down the hall and they're shooting at him and he's just literally walking to yeah them. he's taking it it's, yeah he knows that it's inevitable fuck man I really hope this movie does not get pushed back yeah right uh, what got pushed back uh, Morbius Morbius got pushed back but Morbius got pushed back before the whole Omicron thing came. yeah that's true so that's why I keep saying maybe it sucks <laughs> or maybe it sucks maybe it sucks <laughs> <laughs> so Remember when they released um, Warner Brothers back in 2020? They released the slate of direct-to-video, direct-to-HBO Max um, movies. Mm-hmm. Was the Batman on there? I don't think so. Because it originally oh. was slated to come out in, in June of 2021. Actually, I do think I think it was. But there. now it's not. Yeah. Now it's theatrical, then 45 days later, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, if if it's going to get pushed back, why not just put it on HBO yeah, Max? Yeah, I know. I, it's it's the the whole pledge with the films. I remember mm-hmm. the last time someone released it early, all like AMC. What was it? Universal and AMC. Uh-huh. A, AMC basically said they were not going to show Universal yeah. films and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't want to rock the boat, I guess. But then again, but these are different circumstances. Exactly. Completely different circumstances. Yeah. Like you, you take uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Released onto HBO Max. Yeah, the same and, day, right? Yeah, same yeah. day, and. I feel like now we're because of the whole pandemic. The pandemic exasperated the issue of that that we were inevitably going to, which is the end of the theater. If it's not like this giant blockbuster movie, yeah, yeah. If it's not, yeah, it's 
and, or reduced in power. Yeah. yeah. It's something that we don't have to show, which is, we saw the writing on the wall. If you read anything about television or yeah. coming about, film has been on slow decline. And yeah. it's always been, and, and which is weird because when you have those people who say, oh, it's all about blockbusters and stuff like that. I mean, it has to be because film elevates that art to a whole level that TV cannot contend with. Yeah, I feel like a dramatic movie, you know, it's better suited watching it at home. Yeah. Rather than, you know, in a, what is it, 50 by, uh, is it 100? Yeah, I think something so. Like that, yeah, something like that, right. I, with a whole bunch of other people, you know, yeah. you, you would want, prefer to watch a dramatic movie in the intimacy of your own home where you could pause it. Like, uh, yeah. what's his face? Um, Ben Affleck was talking about this, mm, like what's the last tool. Yeah, it's essentially was the, this describing the end of, of what we know of going, the movie theater going experience, where the last duel is number one on iTunes download right now, yeah. but it bombed on the box office because yeah. nobody wants to watch these you know super dramatic movies anymore. Right, right. And like like uh, let's put let's say like a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that lends itself for the grandeur of a theater. Yeah. Batman would lend itself the grandeur of a theater, but given the circumstances, the fan base just wants to watch the movie. Yeah. doesn't matter how. They just want to watch it. Yeah. And yeah. especially a movie that's already been pushed back, how much more can the fan base be like, just fucking release it? <laughs> right. They're just waiting for that go-ahead yeah. to not ruffle any feathers and to, even when it comes to Black Widow, uh -huh. Black Widow was just kind of released and it just kind of, you know, fought there a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, and then it was I really feel sad. like the Black Widow was a different, is a different. Under I feel different like they just wanted to right? like, release it because it got pushed back, what, f twice or three times? Yeah. yeah, and I never really got the feeling that Disney was, um, I would say, proud of it. They're on board of it, or even or just they were like, oh, the fans want to just get it out, right? Yeah, just get it out for the sake of getting it. Yeah, out. yeah. Which did honestly did a huge disservice to that character. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and to uh, Scarlett Johansson. But I feel like this movie, the Batman movie, given the circumstances that we're going in right now, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But just release it. It's finished basically already. You know, we're yeah. a month out. Cut the shit and release it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why do the DC fans want to boycott Warner Brothers? So, the past two days, I think last week on Monday, maybe Tuesday, uh, there's trending on Twitter was boycott DC. Uh -huh. And the whole idea is because not only what Josh Whedon said, what mm. we've heard about, what broke recently, but uh, to bring back Snyder. Because apparently uh, there's been rumors that Snyder's verse will be overwritten and erased essentially, or just moved to the side. And yeah. a lot of those fans uh, love the Snyder verse of it all, mm -hmm. and they want it to be to bring it back. Snyder to be the Kevin Feige of uh, oh. DC. Yeah. And this happened about two days. It happened mm -hmm. once in two days. Or yeah, so. it, yeah. It happened once, and I checked the next day, and like, oh, it's it came back with uh, what happened, you know, with weed and stuff like that. All of us as fans, you know, always fantasize about making a, a version of a movie in our image. Yeah. And oh, very um, godlike of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molded by the, the hand yeah. of clay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, we were talking about this beforehand. Like, 
a lot of the fans, you know, 99.99999% of the fans don't know what it what the effort and and um dedication and struggle it goes into making a movie. Yeah. Um you know, all of us would would wish to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to buy Star Wars from Disney and make it redo it and all that shit, but let's be real, that's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> um, any of us it's a, it's a well speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> you're right to any of us and you, people have to understand that I'm not happy the way things ended with Zack Snyder because even though the movies weren't that great mm-hmm. I liked where his story was going I right. would have loved to have seen that played out especially knowing that it was going to be a three version three movie uh uh, 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 Justice League mm-hmm. they're going to fight Darkseid it was going to be the end of time right right <laughs> yeah right so right. I would have loved to see mainly because you know I love those characters so I would have loved to see them live back in any form in right, any form right, right, right yeah so the the people have to you know figure out or not figure out they have to separate what they believe in to be the truth the Snyder to just let the companies that own these like do what they want because essentially they're going to do it without you or not right right exactly you know? yeah these these companies like as much as we want to say warner brothers is this you know it's dc it's mm-hmm. the, the the bastion from marvel's verse right mm-hmm. it's this whole other industry At the end of the day they're corporations very much so right they're corporations and if you want to do a difference you have to do with your wallet yeah. but odds that happening are very very slim yeah. Especially when it comes to the streaming services. I mean, if you wanted them to show... Like, we did it with with the Solo. Right? Mm-hmm. Solo bombed. So they stopped the whole... Because it was terrible. Exactly. <laughs> they stopped the whole... Remember, they were going to make a Star Wars story for Obi-Wan. Yeah. And they were going to make a Star Wars story. All these other movies. And they set up Solo as to be like a multi-arc Of a trilogy. Film. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, first, it's the first movie of a trilogy. And they, they completely stopped it. Because so, nobody gave a shit. Exactly. So look at that when it comes to... Snyder stuff, or at least the DC stuff, they they don't care they don't. at all. And as much as that's something that's been repeated verbatim mm-hmm. all the time, they they just don't. Having said that, making a film is not as easy as just writing a script and getting all this stuff. Writing a script isn't as easy. Exactly, as I can barely write a, a page of anything, <laughs> and and, and it, there's so much more to go with marketing, and there's there's the production, that there's scheduling. You have to make sure not uh, the equipment is rented out. There's so many blocks to make this film, and you still haven't started shooting. Yeah, everything, like the the pre production phase. Oh, is takes years. Yeah, I think like let's say a movie shooting start to finish. Mm. From when pen they put pen to paper, to by the time it opens in theaters, it's two to three years. Yeah, and, and the, that's one movie. Yeah, and then the industry that was when it was announced mm-hmm. is completely different from where it is three years later. I mean, look at Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. Yeah, right. Wonder Woman came out first. Yeah, did a way better job establishing the female character. Captain Marvel comes out. It's essentially along the lines of the same thing, but pedals or banters around its own lines because they were behind yeah <laughs> right in production even if they start together they could <laughs> one would release earlier one would release yeah. then and it's well, not the fault of the even movie. like you're gonna compare another one uh uh flashpoint they announced mm. that like three four years ago right and the first movie to come out with the multiverse was spider-man, Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it, it's it's not any of the, the studio's fault because they make the movie during different points in time yeah Right, it just so happened Spider Man was able to do it first, right? Yeah. 
So when it comes, it's DC again. It's it's a corporation, but also it's not as easy as just say, hey, let's have Superman in it. Mm-hmm. You have to have it make sense in the whole grand scheme of things, but also have it benefit down the line in other stories. Yeah. And, like, if you want to go with the whole continuity aspect like Marvel does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DC, I feel like they are they, they are want to stick with, like, the one-offs. Yeah. And then eventually bring them in, establish the characters first. Yeah. Which is a shame that they're not going to do Spy- uh, Superman anymore. You know, that's a bummer. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Very. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, uh, my, my heart goes out. Right, <laughs> just he has the suit. Isn't he, isn't he being like bantied about to be a Marvel villain? I don't. No, I haven't heard. I saw like that. a mock up of of Henry Cavill as a Marvel villain, but I, I didn't interest me enough to click on <laughs> on the on, the, um, on the, the the link. But I would love to see him in a Marvel film. I mean, he's down for anything. I'd love to see him in anything. Right, right. Just stand there. Yeah, <laughs> have him. Be what? It, how, is this a weird casting? Have him be a young Hugh Hefner. Would he be? Would he be too? <laughs> hmm, no. He could be a young Barack Obama. For oh. <laughs> Based on the story, of Barack Obama. Like played by Henry Cavill. <laughs> they don't call him Barack. They call him Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's just a gorgeous man, right? He, he is gorgeous, and it's it is a shame. Yeah, I, it, Superman, as much as Man of Steel was, it's it did a good job establishing the character mm-hmm. as much as he could. I mean, it's Superman; he's literal god. It did a good job establishing a version of that character. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who hate it because it wasn't their mom and pop. You know, yeah, you're pointing at Who wasn't their you know the grandpappy Superman with the thong? And G-string. Oh, yeah. Yours. I love it. <laughs> um, but it, for the character and the story that Zack Snyder was trying to tell, it did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to these fans who are, you know, wanting to boycott um, DC, let's put their money where their mouth is. Batman's coming up. Don't watch it. Oh, that's already... <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. That's like, true. If, Very yeah, true. If, yeah. if, you, if you sons of bitches are out here arguing and shit like that, and, and like, I'm not saying, like, you have no merit, to, no ground to stand on, right. because you do. Yeah. Don't watch the Batman. Yeah. That will really show, like, like you said, Solo. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With Batman and Solo, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it, definitely. Right? It's something that... It's uh, it's not virtue signaling, but mm-hmm. it feels a lot like it. I mean, yeah. you go on DC, you bash DC because it's easy to bash DC. But if you look at what they tried to do and how it failed some points, and they're trying to find an avenue to enter, like I don't think they're gonna shelve Superman indefinitely. No, you can't. No, you cannot. But no. there's gonna be down the line, and hopefully in our lifetime, that they will bring back the Trinity as mm-hmm. it is. But for now, they did hiccups and mistakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that now they're learning from it well again with the one-offs which i appreciate way more than the <laughs> whole grandiose marvel verse i'd rather have one off and then brainiac attacks and then they have to come together yeah and like again if you're not a fan of the one-offs just look at the awards yeah like you could say that marvel on like marvel has won you know the highest award there is for mil- filmmaking um an oscar mm-hmm but it's for CGI. Yeah, all technical stuff. Yeah, it's all technical stuff. Yeah. But you look at, at DC, two actors playing the same character have won an Oscar. Yeah. You know, it's not it's it's not like you say what you want about Nolan. Say what you yeah, say what did. you want. Yeah. yeah. 
So you just look the the quality is there. Yeah. And 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 in some cases above Marvel. Yeah. So it's just like bite your time, wait your time. You know, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, they make good movies just because they they've had a slump compared to Marvel. You know, just you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially during this time where we don't know where Marvel's going right now. Yeah. Right. We do know there are new characters being added onto the roster, but we don't know what the the end game is to it now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so it's it's DC's time to pull a little bit ahead or at least tie it to some degree. Yeah. I'm a Google because I'm I remember <laughs> looking Marvel Captain Britain. Henry Cavill. Oh, Captain Britain? No. Do it a bigger role. <laughs> a more prominent role. Be, uh, be, I don't know, be Eddie Brock or something like that. What about Wolverine? He's too tall, though. Wolverine's like 5'3 or something like that. But he's got the chops. He does have the chops. He has it all. He's <laughs> got <laughs> <So>, everything. <laughs> so, I would love to. I would love to they see. They do some come. fucking trickery to make him look right, smaller. That's true. They shorter. do. do do Tom Cruise. Yeah, is shorter than platform all shoes. So yeah, that's <laughs> how so they chop off his neck. <laughs> like you have to act on your knees or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I w- oh, that. W- oh, I was gonna say Colossus, but they already have a Colossus. So. X Men. Yeah, but. Are they Victor gonna, Von Doom? Are they? Yeah. That the would Silver Surfer. That would be cool too. Yeah. Galactus. <laughs> Galactus. <laughs> are they okay? So the 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 acquisition, the Disney acquisition of Fox. Mm. Are they going to like completely integrate the the established of Fox uh, Marvel characters and mm. actors into the DC universe, mm-hmm. or are they going to like DC. redo? I mean, the the Marvel universe and redo and reset. They're gonna redo Rudy set. So I, I Ryan think Reynolds is done as Deadpool. Oh no, he's he's Deadpool. Like the whole the Deadpool movies are canon within it, though. Yeah, but the X Men stuff they might cherry pick, you know, change it, or they might try to do a multiverse thing. I love Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Yeah, I hope he comes back. <laughs> yeah, I I just feel bad that he didn't really get a good movie to to be. Yeah, <laughs> see, when it comes to Marvel, they they will probably give him a comic accurate outfit too. Same with Professor X. I mean, well, it was pretty accurate in um, Apocalypse. Purple. I didn't watch Apocalypse. I didn't either, but I saw. Clips of <laughs> I guess a little bit more the Brotherhood of Evil mm. line of that stuff. Yeah, you can't even see his face anymore; it's just yeah. black <laughs> or something. I'm... So yeah, they could introduce him through which my theory is multiverse stuff. Like something well, isn't opens. isn't that the the theory about uh, the introduction of Fantastic Four? Yeah, it's gonna be like a multiverse type of type of situation. Which yeah, it's gonna be like okay. So once they figure they they finish the multiverse arc, mm-hmm. is it gonna be like can they jump through ver- multiverse yeah. universes now? Yeah, it's, it's gonna like, be what's gonna happen. I from what I've heard when it comes to because apparently Doctor Strange, what well, they're filming a bunch of those now uh-huh. because of Far From Home. Oh, No Way Home. Uh-huh. So like I heard that they're gonna have Xavier being escorted by two Ultron bots. Xavier? Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. Uh, Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh, they're they have a Fantastic Four character is going to be in there. Reed Richards apparently because uh-huh. and it's going to be part of the Illuminati in the Marvelverse. So what? But the, not the Illuminati that from the comics. Yeah, it's going to be a version. Yeah, a version of the Illuminati. But when it comes to Illuminati, the reason why they were they they're there is because the incursion events in the comics where the Earths were exploding. Yeah. All right. So that's what Miles Morales came from his Earth when it was destroyed or something like that. 
or something along those lines. <laughs> so that they could easily say, "Hey, these are the X Men from this Earth. Their Earth was destroyed." So now they live now in they live in our MCU. But doesn't that like create some sort of ripple in time and if they never implications well, and stuff like that? That's true, but they, if they never existed in our verse. Because we never see mutants or anything like that. That we know of. That's your bomb, bomb, <laughs> Yeah. So it's just... it's you it's have a lot a, of toys to play with. Very, yeah. yeah. Now that they have, you know, the most of... Well, 99% of their... <laughs> of <Spider> their... <laughs> right, yeah. Of their comic pantheon available to them now, then yeah, they have a, a lot more toys to, to, to play on. Yeah. Which is, is more exciting because the Avengers being what they are now weren't what they were now in the comics yeah it was the secondary tertiary yeah. family of, of characters <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's exciting to see the potential of uh fantastic four yeah uh, with the rumored john krasinski as um reed richards as reed richards yeah hopefully emily blunt yeah but also okay so let me ask you this mm. ever since the 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 the, the the rumor of there being a reboot for the Fantastic Four because that, the rumor has been ever since like before the the Disney acquisition of Fox, mm -hmm. the fans have been saying John Krasinski. Yeah. So where do you where do you fall in with the studio placating those those fans? That's true. Yeah. Gosh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. On yeah. one side, it feels like it's an almost great casting, especially yeah, with... I mean, visually. Right, visually, and also the, the wife, right? Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, which I think would be cool, which I also say they could they could choose other people. You brought up... Uh, uh, which character did you, you brought up? Uh, Chloe Bennett. Uh, Chloe Bennett, yeah, I she, could see. She played Sky in and, yeah. Edges of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she played Sky in KD. Which, uh, again, you want to diversify the cast... There you go. She's Asian American. Yeah, yeah, and then they have uh, like his her brother as well, and then the thing, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But but it's also again placating fans, and mm. you don't want to placate the fans. No. As much as that sounds counterproductive, you want to <laughs> give the fans what they want. But in you essence, want to choose the perfect, the right person for the role. Exactly, not just what the fans want. Because yeah. sometimes what they want is what they need. Yeah. So they don't need and They some, don't know it. <laughs> yeah, they don't know it. Because it's, it's weird because especially when it comes back to the Book of Boba Fett, they want this character, but Disney wants to build an, another way, another mm -hmm. perspective. But since there's some sort of possession of entitlement to it, they don't want it that way. So, But if it's true, yay. But again, it's going to open up box of worms down the line. So who would you... Who would you have to be the Reed Richards, if you could choose John Krasinski? Yeah, as soon as the when uh, they announced it, they had a bunch of fan art of yeah. uh, of Emily Blunt as uh, Invisible Woman and mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Fantastic, and they looked great. Who, or who would who would be um, the brother? What's his name? Flame. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah uh, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and then the thing. The would thing. you would you go like the 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 old the the 2014 version of Fantastic Four where they had that character be black, yeah, like in the comics, like in the revamp of the comics, or would you just go? normal i'll just go normal or i like mean go out of left field and be an asian Asian dude as long as they fucking mexican well Let's right <laughs> but they need to go with they need to stay with it they mm -hmm. can't just do like in the new one it was he was adopted yeah like no no what, just wasn't he adopted 
Like that's that was part of the story. I don't, right? I don't know. I haven't read it in a while, but I know they've always been brother, brother and sister, sister, right? Yeah. But in the new one, they danced around it, like make them an interracial couple. That's live. That, yeah, that's the parents. So why mm-hmm. not do that? I don't know why uh, being adopted is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to go into it, sure, why not dig right into it? Chloe Bennett is half Asian, and you can mm-hmm. have the brother will be a little bit more Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like Chloe Bennett is, like for example. Filipino and right. have the brother be Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, I'll like just lean into it. Yeah. that's what that's what pisses me off the most, especially when it comes to say like Star Wars with the lesbian kiss. It's easily edible out just and it's start. boom. Yeah, right. You know, just rip it just off, rip it and off just, go, just go to town. Just it's the future. Completely shift the, the tone of the movie <laughs> to when they. <laughs> It's like it's, it's, to that scene, it turns into like Caligula. <laughs> Paul's wearing like the the toga. Yeah, <laughs> like Prima Nocturne. Yeah, but yeah, I would, if they want to, sure. I would I would drift towards the line of staying a little bit more true to comics simply because it feels like mm-hmm. their character is just rooted within that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Fantastic Four has always been more interested as a whole rather yeah. than the individual character. Yeah. Um, the thing I've never been a fan of. <laughs> you don't like the thing? It's just like... It's eh, a rock monster. It's a rock Hulk. It's a rock... Yeah, it is a rock <laughs> Hulk. Yeah. I do... From the comics, I, I love the dynamic, the brotherly dynamic Spider-Man and uh, Flame On. <laughs> Flame On and Johnny Storm. Uh, the Human Torch yeah, had human with torch. Uh, with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, I always loved that. Where like, he it was the anniversary like of a, Uncle an Ben, older brother, right? Exactly, yeah. and then he was a uh, he was down because it's the anniversary of Uncle Ben's death. So you know, his friend decides to bring him out to do a drinking and stuff, and just be with him. Yeah. So I I love that super friends dynamic. I don't know if they're ever gonna play on it down the line, or I don't know. Yeah, it's just trying to feel like. Obviously, they they have a plan already. Disney has a plan. Kevin Feige has a plan on how yeah. they're going to introduce these characters. Yeah, uh, and it feels like that the multiverse is going to do it. But yeah. I just feel like after the multiverse, are they going to stick around? <laughs> like that's that's the whole big thing. Like yeah, they've already set a, a ground uh, rules of of the implications of messing with the multiverse. Yeah. So do they stick around, or do we get actually see and explore? And does that even open up more? The possibility of more characters and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's. And it's then gonna, how are they going to bring them back together? Right, um, it's going to be like the origins. Yeah. Remember each, like, especially when it comes to Thor. There's this thing in London. Like, where are the other Avengers? Oh, they're doing other things. <laughs> they're, they're doing other stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. How are they going to play around with it? Are they yeah. going to show up again? Are they going to be in some capacity? A little bit more than just cameos, or will they help? Will it be more intertwined or interconnected? Yeah. Yeah. It. It's definitely interesting. Like, could you have ever imagined that we'd be talking about the multiverse I, in film? I, I wouldn't imagine make Endgame. Yeah. Right? Even before that, even when the Age of Ultron or Avengers, how are they? We've always, back in uh, Justice Finney podcast, uh, we would. <laughs> back in the old days. Right, back in the good old days, we would, <laughs> would throw ideas about that. Like, yeah. how could they top this? And they did, in most parts. In most parts, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's go back and talk a little bit about the bat woman, Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. The suit. What do you think? It's 
It feels, it looks cool, but it feels odd to me. How so? It just looks very old-fashioned. It seems like something that it's looks well in the comics, uh-huh. but doesn't seem like it translates well in live action. Especially because how of the color, it, the color scheme, yeah, the purple it's, and black. It's not blue, just. It looks glittery blue? to me. Uh, okay. right? I don't know if the lighting hits it for some reason, but it looks very sparkly glowy. Sparkly glowy. Yeah, <laughs> and then the one in the comic was a little bit more muted. Uh-huh. Right, a little bit more. It was gray, gray yeah. scars. Scales. Well, so the one what it's based on, yeah, yeah. looked a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, for the most. It looks good, but I need to see more. <laughs> what about those those pictures of uh, the Michael Keaton bat bat suit? What do you think about that? It looks dope. It does look. I dope. like the, the white out eyes. I like. I'm not. I don't know if they changed the. Did they put his cape a little lower to his? his yeah. His uh, chesty area. Yeah, it's more. Like pronounced, yeah. Like it, in the the original one, it it, it, it like, melded together, right? Right. Like it was part of the the insignia like, in his chest, and it right. came through. Yeah. But now it's more like you could actually see the definition in like the shoulder and stuff like that. It looks uh, oddly from the old one where his his ears are super wide. Uh-huh. It, it reminds me of like vampire kind of Dracula esque. So like you can see it here. Like this is the old one. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's fused together. Like there's obviously some definition. Yeah. Within like the chest and, and shoulders, but then yeah. in the in the um, in the set photos that they revealed that oh, that got taken down. <laughs> take oh, oh, there, there it is. Okay, never mind. So it, it looks more pronounced. Like you could actually see. Yeah. Like the shoulder definition of is where it, it breaks up. Is better. Yeah. Is bigger, and then his. Oh, I love the white eyes. And the the, the redesign of the helmet of like the the cow. Yeah. It look the white eyes look insane. Yeah, I, I do like that. That's, that's one thing that I liked about the Moon Knight trailer, mm-hmm. which dropped a few days ago. Yeah. Where it looks, I mean, it's obviously super CGI heavy, <laughs> the, that suit, but yeah. the white eyes just make that character. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very surprised that they, it's, it's straight from the comic translation, mm-hmm. right? It's usually some of these Marvel films are a little based on it, you know, it's inspired by it, but this one's straight from it. Well, like, I remember we went to Comic-Con and we talked to... Andy No? That oh, Andy, Andy Park. Park. Yeah. Andy Park, yeah. And he talked about how... Well, we wouldn't talk to him personally. Well, you did. I did. <laughs> you embarrassed yourself. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, but, I got super sweaty. Yeah, we got a... Uh, we, we sat in the panel and he was talking about how they just, they come up with the designs of the, the superhero costumes. Yeah. That, you know, try to be as true as they possibly can to the comic book design, but yeah. also making them practical. Yeah. And uh, in for, for pretty much... All most of the the Marvel characters, the, the 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 suits are almost as accurate as they are to the to the comic books. Yeah, with some exceptions. You yeah, know? naturally. And uh, it feels like, you know, the the molding and the redesign of his of, of Michael Keaton's suit makes more sense. Yeah. And then in in the Moon Knight. How can you vary that up? Because it's just pretty <laughs> basic. Granted, granted, it does. It is basic, but it also looks mummy esque. I don't know if you saw yeah. the strap onto him. It like had layers, and I don't read Moon Knight. I just know how he looks. You don't read. I don't. I don't. I don't read him. But <laughs> he. It, it does looks like it does do the practicality, but it also lends to the lore of him being an Egyptian god or yeah. being possessed by it or something. Yeah, so here's just a couple of stills. So you look at that. Right. Like, you could clearly tell that a lot of this is CGI. Yeah. But you look at the, the comic book, 
Like, it's pretty much cut and paste, aside from, like, the armor plating. Yeah, the armor, armor plating plate. and stuff like that. Right, right. Here's the more classic one. Yeah. So, See, it's, it looks like a leotard. Yeah. Right. So, like, how can you make a look, that, which is pretty basic, because it's essentially a white bat suit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Batman, pretty much, isn't he? Well, yeah. How can you differ from that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there's obvious. There's some obvious uh, difference. Different. Differentiation? Dip- Comparisons? No. Where, like, say, let's take into consider. Let's take uh, Thor. Right. Where he, you could see him, and even in the first movie, he had his silly his little locks. Helmet. Yeah, <laughs> silly little helmet. But then later, he kind of just, you know, forget that. Right. Right. So the 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 suit evolved and made it much more practical. Yeah. You know, the 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 in the first movie, the the helmet was really in the way to keep the fans happy. Yeah. Yeah. Even Daredevil. Daredevil, Daredevil as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Daredevil too. It's also it's like straight from the comics, but there's also some practicalities. So, yeah. Yeah. So it it looks interesting. I like that it's a um, it's a series rather than a movie. Yeah. You get more time to, to play with the character, especially to establish that character. Right, right. There, there are no other iterations aside from the comic books of Moon Knight. Right, right. So like, yeah, that's that's great to do. Maybe like an animated series or something. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> there <laughs> might have been probably or most likely like a throwaway character. Yeah, like he's... how Doctor Strange was in. Uh, the animated X-Men movies. Oh, X-Men right. TV shows, right. Like that type of shit. Yeah. He's not but even named Doctor Strange. But it wasn't Doctor Strange. Right. <laughs> I love that. That they, they weren't given the rights, but it's like, it's, it is, obviously. But it's, it's his hand. Doctor Stranger. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Stranger. That panel's great. Yeah. So, and, and I, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Fantastic yeah. actor. Fantastic. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, yeah, which surprised me when I was watching the trailer. I was like, is that Ethan Hawke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like a cult leader. Yeah, he plays the villain yeah. trying to uh, harness the power of Moon Knight, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> when does uh, Moon Knight debut, do you know? I actually don't. Uh, maybe next month? month? Maybe? Perhaps? No? Well, let me, <laughs> let me use the old Google machine. Yeah, not a lot of people know Ethan Hawke, weirdly enough. He's a really good uh, actor. I feel like he probably got a lot of slack you know, from being in his early days of acting, but... And who hasn't yeah, at the early days of acting? He's had some debut. He's 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 been in some pretty solid... No, not... <laughs> not when they, the first character came out. Oh, when did the first character come out? August 7th, 1975. 1975? Ah. Yeah. So, starring Oscar Isaac, blah, blah, blah. March. So, a couple months from now. A couple months. Okay. Um, yeah, Ethan Hawke, you know... Really good actor. He was in uh, my favorite horror movie, uh, Sinister. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. He he's in this the new this new horror movie that comes out later this month. The, the one with the clown face that he has, the mask. Is that him? That's that's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Is that? Re- I thought that was. I thought that was Jared Leto. No, 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 not Jared Leto. Uh, what, the one you showed me, the one where it's uh, he locks the kid and then the kid is. Yeah, like, that's Ethan Hawke. All right. Oh, that's crazy. Bro, what's this, bro? Uh, the black phone. There you go. Come right. Yeah, show. he sees the dead kids. Yeah, and they're trying to help him. Basically, June. Oh, I thought it was earlier this year. Not not till later. Oh. Probably got pushed back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good, really good uh, actor, and which I guess like the the DC the uh, movies were the first ones to introduce like really high caliber actors, right? And yeah. That that they've kind of legitimized the genre more actors are willing to, 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 you know, explore their... Right. The, these characters, like, 
if they could land like Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> which has always been banting around to play one villain or hero from one property or the other. Right? Yeah, I would uh, I would love to see <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and, and like not just a small villain, but a real big the villain. villain. Yeah, and like uh, with uh, No Way Home with Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. I would like him to not just be this cameo, which I feel like DC Marvel is away from those just cameo nods anymore. They they want them integral in the mm-hmm. narrative. But yeah, even Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale's going to be in the next Thor. Yeah. So it's like what... He's very picky. He's, very. Not, he's not the one who just like, give me the money or he's he wants to be into the character. He's a method actor. Yeah. Who's he playing? Uh, uh, the Butcher, the main dude. The, the God main Killer. Guy. Yeah. Gore, I think. Killer. Yeah. He's the one who... Uh, his family was killed by God, so he goes on a vendetta to kill <laughs> the other gods. <laughs> Let's see. Chris... Like Gore something or other. Thor. Love and Thunder. Uh, Gore the God Killer, yeah. Yeah. Gore the... <laughs> right in the button. Right in the button, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, does Marvel or DC, would they recruit more of those high-caliber actors? How do you feel about those big actors going into these movies or essentially content and not art in the sense of well, narratives and stuff like that? You know, it's always hard to um, understand the mind of an actor. You know, as a director, you're that's one of the main things you have to do is understand how they they work and how they perform so mm-hmm. you can get the most out of them. And when it comes to roles like these, I just see it as them having a way to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, obviously it's not like the Joker where it's super <laughs> immersive and torture right. yourself and stuff like that. But it's right. something where, like, I remember when I took acting classes... And I, we had this assignment to do, and I brought up the idea of, you know, doing something from a graphic novel. Uh-huh. And the professor was like, that seems fun, because you get to dress up and have, you know, basically be a kid. Huh. So, do you take that mentality, and, you know, you take one of the most serious actors that you could possibly think of, and Christian Bale, yeah. and put a suit on him, <laughs> boom, he's having fun. He's having fun, right. <laughs> he's like, right, it's, uh, that's true. But do you think it's something that... Uh, gives more credit to these superhero films in a sense of yeah 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 because like i remember um it was who the fuck was it somebody was talking to another like really good actor and who was essentially offered oh it was zach efron he was mm. he was banned he was talking about being like a young superman like years and years ago mm-hmm. and then leonardo DiCaprio was like don't do that because that's going to essentially ruin your career because it's going to typecast you. So right. like, work your way up to like with the smaller, more independent roles and stuff like that. I think it was like Efron. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might, might have been somebody else. Up-and-comer actors. Yeah, right. up-and-comer actors. And, you know, in a, in a sense, it's true. You know, if you wanted to get have yourself taken seriously in, in the industry, mm-hmm. you got to cut your bone, cut your teeth a little bit. Right. You know, but at the same time, that becomes tedious and you just want to have fun. Right. Which is what I see the, 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 these superhero movies, you know, is it a way for, for these super, super serious actors, you know, an actor's actor mm-hmm. to have fun. Right. Um, you, you look at, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. The Joker. Yeah, that's right. He wanted, was it, oh, and then Tommy Lee Jones, Jones wanted to be the yeah, Joker. Wanted but... to do it, which, <laughs> it, no, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. But you look at, um, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. just over the top, that's and craziness, true. Yeah. And, 
And he's in Sonic, and he yeah. seems like he's enjoying himself yeah. now. He came back, right, for Sonic? Yeah. Was that his first... I think so. Like, his first film since... In a long time. In a long time. So, how about this? Do you think typecast exists nowadays mm. anymore? Oof, that's a good question. Yeah, because it seems like mm. the... I mean, uh, in um, Winter Soldier... Uh, what's his name? The main the Hydra guy. I forget his name. Uh, Robert a, Redford. Robert Redford. He's in a comic book yeah. film, right? And he's he acts everyone, even to, uh, sorry, Sam J. Sam, uh, Sam uh, but he, table, yeah, yeah. He, he's acting he acts <laughs> all of them under the table. Like uh, you have to tell Iron Man to go to my daughter's birthday. And, like he's so ingrained <laughs> into the story. So it's uh, and it's that like that's a high bar already. But yeah, he, he can't be. That's high an actor's actor, for right? Sure. It's exactly. like getting um. Uh, what's a, a fellow who played a fucking what's his name? And you, you, know see, you said the actor. You said the role, but not the <laughs> yeah. I forgot it was his name. Lawrence, not Lawrence Kazan. Um, that's a, the writer. Lawrence uh, Kazan. Yeah, that yeah. is right. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Uh. Fuck. Uh, ghost, uh, to be or uh, not to be? Uh, what the fuck's his name? That is the question. Yeah. Uh, thus, uh, th- was it failure in the mind? I'm saying the quote. Yeah. The- <laughs> but you get somebody like that, that right. caliber. Right, right, right. Or yeah. even, even um, fucking, what's his name? He played a Jor-El in the 1970s Batman, 1970s Superman. Um, oh, uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Brando another right, but then again, he, he, he typecast. He just phoned it. He phoned it. Yeah, right. He just got his check and left. But yeah. but when it comes to... I forgot his name already. Uh, for Winter Soldier, it seems like Robert he... Redford. Right, Robert Redford. He doesn't, he doesn't just phone it in, but he's ingrained within it. Like He feels yeah. like he's within that role, even when he says, Hail Lawrence Hydra. Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. The name is... Way back. It is like... Like old school, <laughs> okay. uh, it, it name like that demands respect. Right, you have to hold a human skull in your hand. Yeah. These things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so it's so broad now that mm-hmm. is does it, an act can an actor be typecast nowadays? I feel like see, it's kind of hard to say no because like it still exists. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Aside from Halloween. Do you really ever seen her in anything else? Like aside from like the Scream Queen? Yeah, like she. I know she was in uh, that one Schwarzenegger movie and uh, <laughs> True Lies. Yeah, True Lies. True Lies. And, like, Take off whole, your clothes. And yeah, and, and a whole bunch of other movies. But like she's prominently known as a Scream Queen, so yeah. she's been typecast as that. Yeah. This is oh, we're still talking what fifty years now, mm-hmm. fifty years ago now. But yeah. like now, the prominent movies that do make it to theaters are superhero big budget movies yeah so to say like oh are you can you can an actor be typecast it's kind of hard to say yeah because to say like you take um like robert pattinson mm-hmm. he was typecast as like this yeah. in the, because of the twilight films right but now he's batman yeah and he's worked on indie stuff he's worked he's yeah. worked a whole bunch of indie stuff yeah. so because like there is a market for indie movies where the, the actors can you know cut their teeth and do really serious and dramatic roles mm-hmm. i don't feel like there necessarily is a typecast like avenue for them to be typecast but at the same time i I think right. there is. Yeah, there is. See, so it's a little complicated Right. To say. See, see, you bring up a great point because we do have multiple avenues. When it's typecast, we only have a certain amount of studios, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a certain amount of uh, movies that are popular during that year that come out, yeah. right? But now that we have the dawn of streaming, that's yeah. quadrupled. We have Netflix, we have HBO Max, when mm-hmm. we have Apple TV, and they're all looking for original content. There's more opportunity for the actors to, to do what they want to do. Right. So... 
typecast now if the typecast if it the whole field has been expanded upon threefold mm, yeah multiple fold yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I like in a in a way i say yes but at the same time no yeah so it's complicated yeah it's come so, naturally right? yeah <laughs> so we're yeah. At back where we started <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i well i think of like chris farley mm-hmm. he was typecast as the the funny fat man and that contributed to his de- mental Demise, decline yeah. right so but we don't we see that with jack black but then again jack platt does play multiple yeah, roles he's done dramatic stuff he's right done funny he, i mean he's typically known as the funny as like the funny fat guy but right. you know he has a band he does a serious acting he's done like a whole bunch of stuff where he doesn't necessarily have to you know stay in one lane right so it seems like the internet expanded yeah. multiple roles that these yeah. people can play. look at uh benedict cumberbatch Mm. You know, he's the dude who, who cut his teeth in British uh, theater, cinema right, and theater and theater and stuff yeah. like that. But now he's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, as much as you want to talk crap to him, right? <laughs> like, but like he, he's, he comes from a lineage that is born in England where it comes like they go to school, drama schools and stuff like that. Yeah, like they, Sir Ian McKellen. Right. Like, yeah. They go through those those um, nuances and then they go to acting and they can do whatever. They can go into any role. And yeah. then he goes into the Marvel verse. Yeah. So I feel like. Obviously, they take these roles seriously, mm-hmm. like they because they're actors. That's what they do. But at the same time, it's a lot more lighthearted than them being, you know, one uh, playing a super serious actor. Right. Like I'm sure Marlon Brando, if he understood what you know being Jor-El, what mm-hmm. that whole universe was about. Yeah. I'm sure he would have enjoyed acting much more. Than, Gave it a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like not it, not portrayed as like the super serious. It's like Anthony Hopkins. Exactly. Even Perfect he example. he was in three Thor movies, even the bad ones. <laughs> so it's like, oh, and even um, uh, Doctor Strange, the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Till this one. Uh, till this one, right? Yeah. Like she's like the super serious dramatic actor. And she came back for Endgame. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 they, something. They understand that it's 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 less. Right, it's 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 not it's a not just a role, but it's yeah. it's like not just a job. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a character within itself. Yeah, right? they understand that these characters are much more complex. Like they they may look like superficial and fun on the outside, but mm-hmm. they're much more complex on the inside, which is what attracts an actor to a role. Yeah, you know, like having a way to it, that's the challenge and figuring out a way to to you know to express that. That's what what these what, what actors love. And yeah. like, I'm not speaking because I am an actor. I'm not. Or <laughs> are you? Dun, dun, dun. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> not, not, even a, not even a little bit. But like me being, you know, wanting to be a director and stuff like that. I, to some extent, I understand. Yeah. Oh man, Whew. we talked about a lot. That was nice. <laughs> uh, pretty much talked uh, talked about everything. Is there anything you want to end on? Uh, no, we think we, we hit everything on the button. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about this. Microsoft bought right. Blizzard and Activision. So, a legendary purchase? Yeah, legendary purchase. His, oh, history in the making. History in the MF making. Yeah, the motherfucking making. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> the mother making. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was over about, what, 60, 70, 68? 68. Yeah, 68 billion, yeah, 68 almost 70 billion. Over 70 billion dollars to get yeah. the property of Activision Blizzard, which is Call of Duty, like World of Warcraft. And a yeah. bunch of sports games. A bunch of, yeah. pretty much all of them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. a bunch of first-person shooters. Right. Bunch, yeah. And yeah. they 
taking on that that they already own Bethesda, which is a bunch of you know Fallout, games and right, stuff right. like that. Which I feel like this didn't make as much noise as the Disney acquisition of Fox, mm-hmm. because I think to some extent there isn't uh, that legitimacy in video games. Yeah, they still see it as like the outside source of storytelling, mm-hmm. even though like you look, we're playing God of War. Yeah. You know, there there are games out there that could rival any movie. Yeah, and its industry is only, it's only growing. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could buy yeah. something for yeah, so, over seventy billion. Me, I don't know about you, but I've always been a PlayStation guy. Mm-hmm. Like my, my my I've owned PS twos, PS threes, PS and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of PSPs and stuff like that. Yeah. And the slate of games that, that are in-house PlayStation games have always been more attractive to me rather than on the opposite side of the, like Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah. Um, but now that with this acquisition, kind of feel like Microsoft is desperate. Yeah, it's it definitely does. Because Microsoft's issue, they do have great first-party games, right? Yeah. But also, it it can't keep up with PlayStation's first-party games. I mean, you there's Halo and Gears of War, right? But yeah, but you, they had their heyday, what, 15, 20 years ago now. Exactly, and then you have God of War. Yeah, which which, which also had its heyday, but then it has the, a resurgence. Yeah, it's resurgent. It's it's such a great contemporary version of those games in the past. Same with Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a lot of those, and Killzone. Killzone has yet to make an appearance yet, but if it does with the technology nowadays, it could be rival Halo. Yeah, like back in the day, probably not <laughs> when it comes the first well, Killzone, and well, it was supposed to be the Halo killer, but they did. Well, it's just like. You say the Halo killer, but there's only been three, like legit uh, mm-hmm. Killzone games, and then one one-off. Yeah. How many Halo games have there been? Like five. I was in more like seven, right? Yeah, five or seven. Or if you count the RTS games, yeah. but it was touted as that because that was the rivalry between them. Mm-hmm. But then Killzone became its own thing, and Halo became its own thing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, I could see it, Microsoft being desperate. But I also what infuriates me is that it's. Microsoft was one of those four, those spearheads of making crossplay. If you don't know what crossplay is, it's where you could play with Xbox and PlayStation people. Yeah. Right. So now that with the acquisition, they're essentially ripping away a property that's been played by PlayStation users forever Call yeah. of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. Right. Or Diablo, which was also brought from the PC to the consoles, but now you're going to strip that away. And then, so they're essentially making this walled garden ecosystem while touting like we love having cross play but within our boundaries <laughs> yeah. so like playstation as much as it's desperate and it is yeah it's playstation's a little bit in trouble because it's it's consuming all the other properties of it so you have first party games but also i played a lot of those third party games call of duty overwatch diablo on playstation but if yeah. they're going to be xbox exclusives then PlayStation would literally only have its first parties to have, and the third parties would be with Microsoft. But wouldn't this be an opportunity for PlayStation, an opportunity to develop more, you know, high quality? Even though it's might, might not be like a slate of ten video mm-hmm. games, even if it does like two or three a year, mm-hmm. but the quality is there to rival, you know, because honestly, Call of Duty is <laughs> is not the same Call of Duty from twenty years. I, ago. I, did I tell you I played Vanguard. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't tell me. You didn't like it? No. Yeah, I no. could imagine. Yeah. It's like the concept was there. 
It was. It but, was, but it was meant to lure people like us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were already frothing on the mouth when I told you <laughs> four fronts. Yeah. Right. Western, Eastern. How Russia. much of it did you play? Uh, all of it. I finished the single player. You did. Yeah, and then I sold it back right in time for the cutaway. Oh. <laughs> so you know, I got all my money back. But all of it. Yeah, because oh. you have to. It's like uh, seven days or something, uh-huh. and I beat it like in a day. Okay. Yeah, but it uh, it's there, but obviously they just want the money. Yeah. But so. But yeah, but yeah, so as I'm yeah. saying, like Call you take, it. you know, Sony could could produce, you know, three four games a year at the at the level of God of War, yeah, like that good, yeah. Would it be really in, in that much trouble? It's okay. So I'll, I'll, this comparison, yeah, uh, the Tiger Tank, perfect, mm-hmm. great, fantastic. It made its own way. <laughs> then you have Russia, and you have the T the T sixty four. Thousands of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as much as the Tiger Tank can wipe out a good 100, 150, it's going to run out of Still. ammo and it's going to break down. Like the diehards. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. Like I'm a diehard, I'm a diehard PlayStation person. Yeah. Like definitely. The, the, the issue with that I've always had with Xbox is that it didn't seem like they were into video games. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just like attracting the the players and stuff like that, and then the snobby fucking Xbox <laughs> Xbox three sixty fan fan base and shit like that. Right. So, to me, I would much rather you know play a really one really good video game every six to seven months than play you know three to four video games that are shit a year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially when it comes to the Call of Duty nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's it's along those lines, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's disheartening because what it, it's within the realm of what Microsoft is capable of doing. Yeah. It's such a a you know a dick move. Dick move. <laughs> Thank you. Really, that, dick, that, <laughs> that move because it's genius. Rather than make your own you know heartfelt narrative, not saying Halo and Gears of War or not, but yeah. if you see God of War and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, the and Miles Morales, you see, and you go bring it to like Halo and Gears of War. They had their heyday, but yeah. now that Microsoft is just buying in desperation rather than making first party games, they'll buy them. Yeah, like okay, so I'm gonna like do a little analogy here, a mm. sports analogy. No, you may, you may not understand. Yeah, it, no, but, I probably not. <laughs> um, one of the big things, like I love soccer. Soccer is my one of my favorite sport ever. Mm. Um, it's my passion. It uh, supersedes a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, John Oliver did a, a bit about the 2014 World Cup, I think. And he um. says, like, uh, whatever. But um, <laughs> I love John what, Oliver. Yeah, though. what I don't like nowadays is that there are, there are teams and organizations that want to buy their success mm-hmm. rather than earn it. Mm. One, one team that comes to mind is Manchester City. Oh. Like Manchester City is the, the opposite of Manchester United. You know, the same, right, I know um, Manchester United. Yeah, Manchester United know. earned... Their, their success, you know, they won, I think it's like 14 or 15 Premier League titles in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like insane they've, how, how good they, they've been historically. Oh, wow. But Manchester City, what they did was that uh, some Arab billionaires, like oil money, came in, bought the team, and just started flooding it with money. So they just started buying up, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of talent. And right. because of that, they've, they've essentially become um 
a dictatorship in the league where they're only winning titles because they they were able to pump a whole bunch of money. Oh, I see. But so, they don't. The they may win, but they, there's no respect behind that win. At least for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see even I don't I don't know uh, soccer. Yeah. But yeah, I could definitely see that you'd. It's like pay to win. Exactly. Right? Like I go in and I have the souped up gun and I kill you like ten thousand times, but you got that because you yeah you paid for it. it. Yeah. Right, right. So I like could, yeah, in, in this in this sense. Mm-hmm. The the Xbox, what is it? One X yeah, or Series X, Xbox. Yeah, whatever bullshit. <laughs> it felt like obviously there's uh there's outside external forces uh you know impeding the sales because of the the, the, the semiconductor chip and all that stuff. Right. But if they're trying to lure fans from PlayStation, obviously the way to do it is to buy up all the properties. Yeah. So they're paying Monopoly. to win. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's and I urge PlayStation if they're listening, yeah. <laughs> which they're yeah. probably they probably, they're probably are. Something. But uh, they they do need to make a move. I mean, I know it's definitely something that they're they have the technology, the art behind mm-hmm. their games, right? There's something that they're award winning. Yeah. But also, there's goes something said with flexing thatness, flexing that power. Yeah. Right, and like, and they could easily. They're one of the oldest, next to Nintendo. PlayStation. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean it's it's obviously as a video game fan, it's alarming. Yeah. That something a move like this would would happen. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the, the being uh, just the person that that sees it every day the whole monopolizing of of properties like Disney is doing with the yeah. the acquisition of Paramount. Right. Well, not Paramount. Not Fox. Uh, Fox. Yeah. Marvel. Star, yeah. Lucas Star Wars. Films, yeah, and Lucas Pixar and yeah. like all these other uh, production companies and then Microsoft doing with video game companies. Yeah. Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard. Yeah. You know, three of the main players in video games in the last 25 years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's end times. <laughs> yeah. It's, but all right, oh, seriously, man. are you worried? Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. You're worried mo- that you're going to have to spend another $1,000 no, to buy an no, Xbox no, Series not, X. Well, not at all. But I, I'm just worried that uh, it's... Is it going to cheapen the, the, the no, experience? No, not at all. I, I haven't played a PlayStation game yet that I felt that, like, why did I get this? It's yeah. always been a third-party game. I mean, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, right? In Vanguard, yeah. it's something. Yeah. I haven't been like, oh, God of War, sad, or something <laughs> like that, right? But that being said, it's... it's it's history in the making but yeah. also it's those properties like call like say as much as you want to call duty overwatch or diablo or fallout those properties i played since i was a kid yeah fallout 3 right yeah. last vega new vegas so imagine that being ripped away from you and given to xbox like that's a troll <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's they're ripping that yeah, you can't play a fallout game anymore you have to either play it on pc or xbox and that whole void just it's like really you're you're taking that toy away and putting it yeah. in another house, so that I, I still feel like that sucks. With that being said, I'm I'm sure PlayStation has something. They, yeah, they haven't been in this industry as long as they have without having contingencies or even spies yeah. <laughs> on top of all that stuff, right? So there has to be contingency. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, the remake of the Xbox version of the game, is being remade exclusive for PlayStation. Yeah. 
So that's already one thing. I think you have Star Wars Eclipse on mm-hmm. the horizon. We don't know if that's going to be something that's only for So would their, their survival, PlayStation survival, hinge on partnering up with, let's say, a Lucasfilm? Yeah, or buying EA. Yeah. Or buying uh, EA. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but I mean, Star Wars. Yeah. They have the rights to yeah. all of the Star Warses. But I feel like... Or no, they don't. They oh, sh- they don't anymore. It's no, out in the yeah. open now, yeah. They, they should focus on, you know, like, if they, they know that they can make a good enough story, a video game story-wise, God of War. Yeah. So why not focus that talent on creating, you know, first-person shooters, creating you know, role-playing games, mm-hmm. creating yeah. that that are exclusive to them. And even if the, the majority of the, the fan base does migrate to uh, Microsoft, they stay you know, there's the the, the 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 core fan base like us that would stay yeah. and be satiated with the the games that the the quality of games that uh PlayStation would pump out yeah it's where you have Call of Duties and you have Diablos and you have those Overwatches but you PlayStation would have those award winning games yeah. right those games that get all the prizes yeah. and all that stuff and attracts new talent and so on and so forth boy yeah, boy. <laughs> and and honestly, it's it's. I think it's a time for Killzone to come to back. Come, yeah, come I was back. looking at uh, the PlayStation Plus. Oh, no, the PlayStation Now game list mm. of games that they have. Oh, all, Killzone's on there, isn't all it? All the Killzones. Yeah. yeah. Like all the Fallout's. All like it's. So, uh, so the acquisition of uh, Bethesda does that mean the the retro as well or the games that are presently now mm-hmm. will stay. As is, but the Which future is really the, the only good ones. Yeah, the good ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> like seventy six is all yeah. there too. Yeah, and then but you have the future ones. This they released the same comment about Call of Duty. Like mm-hmm. the Call of Duties now will stay, but the, they don't know for the future, which is a little threatening. Like, we don't know now, but the future, something might change. So, but, it, like, again, it's you're saying like the future of these games are going to be Microsoft, but yeah, the present of these games suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the past that we like. Yeah, exactly. And but the thing is, they also have Game Pass, which is also the Netflix of gaming, which is what PlayStation has been fumbling on because they've had it. They they bought a streaming service that would help them build that, yeah. but they fumbled it most of the time. They haven't built anything with it. But now that they want to merge Plus and now and hopefully make a good competitor, we I need to wait for that. What are they gonna have that will at least? put them onto par with game pass because game pass is day one all their stuff is day one so like, it's already know. integrated with the the xbox live yeah all that xbox stuff yeah it's something that you don't have to pay 60 bucks you can pay a dollar for a game that came out on the same day and that's, that's really tantalizing. Same, same day okay that's see that's different than, yeah. than like the playstation now where it's where you have older games where you could it's all included with your season or your yearly pass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you can pay just one dollar and play day of games. That's that's yeah. completely different. Yeah, that's like, and it still boggles me how they undercut themselves because that's crazy. How would you yeah. like the game that comes out the same day? Like, oh, we're offering it on Game Pass for a dollar. Yeah, that's insane. Because like, let's say Game Pass, how much is that a month? What forty, fifty dollars? I think it's like fifteen dollars. Fifteen. Fifteen dollars. The subscription nothing. is fifteen dollars. Plus whatever game. Whatever library. Insane. Exactly. It's they're the ones who are heading the Netflix of gaming, and everyone is trying to catch up, PlayStation included. So now that they have Activision Blizzard, guess what will be day one? Call of Duty day one, Diablo day one for a dollar. See, but like you're seeing Call of Duty Diablo day one, which yeah. it is very important. Yeah. But, but the quality of game, yeah, <laughs> the quality yeah, is, is it going to be 
you know, it's we'll have to see. Well, that war quality is well, the quality. No, is Call it? of Duty is on that. That I could say for sure, Call of Duty is within that. How are they gonna bring it back? They won't anymore. Mm. But Diablo is it's it's those games that it's the core of Blizzard, and mm. it's one of those games that like was spearheading at the time when it was released. Like Diablo three was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Diablo four is going back to the roots of the violentness of Diablo and the RPG elements. So it's and there's a fan base for that. What about Half Life Three? When is that? Going? <laughs> <laughs> each time you mention it, he pushes it back a year. <laughs> right, so each time, so it's never gonna come out. And to this point, it's uh, so I asked this joke where, uh, you know what uh, Sony should do is buy Take Two uh-huh. and a- announce, oh, we're gonna make uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, and it's gonna be a PlayStation exclusive, exclusive? because people want us. Well, Gra- Grand Theft Auto is a game who I feel like hasn't. The quality has like it hasn't been really really great, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been mediocre no, as well. It's yeah. been like at an equal level throughout. Yeah, yeah. And same with Red Dead. Red Dead was Red Dead good. as well. Yeah, yeah. but n- not counting like the one offs like uh, yeah. Liberty City Stories. or Liberty Stories. Yeah. yeah, China Chinatown Town Wars and stuff like that. But like the, the the one two three four five, and possibly six coming out with, yeah. within a few years yeah. has been like just a and like a steady level of okay good. <laughs> to, you know and um and but it's more so the the style of play that the people like yeah yeah this this fifth one really revolutionized took, well it really revolutionized true but also people didn't like it simply because it's three narratives mm-hmm. right and they want the one narrative and they want it to be like concise and focused but it's the three narratives they could mess around with the technology they have yeah and then make the storyline uh, three times longer. Yeah, yeah, which it was mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But yeah, it's something that they could build on in the future. Oof. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, bleak times out there for uh, video game fans. <laughs> <laughs> or is it not? We don't know. Depending don't on which know. side of the garden you're on. <laughs> which side? The, have you ever seen that GIF of uh, there's a guy who climbs the fence so the, the grass is always greener on the uh, other side. Yeah. He climbs the fence because it's greener over there but then as soon as he lands it turns to like pale oh. like muted and then the side he was on it's, it's all greener and then he jumps back oh. and it turns to like <laughs> muted colors again and he, it's like back and forth back and forth so oh, it's essentially what it is now. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, that's our show for this week. I've been your host like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy. And Ernesto. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>